Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Weekly Game Chat. I'm your host, Chris, as always, joined by my co-host, Sean. Hey, what's up, Chris? You're, like, in front of me today. I know. I just want to stare in your eyes. This is amazing. Forget these other people in the room. Who's that? Love lift us up. Oh, and John. <laughs> John, say something. I have to look to... Well, they can't see he's you. dangerous. I'm, I, I'm dangerous. Uh, well, I'm you, dangerous. Yeah, you are. Yeah, because you, yeah, you're a peaking monster. <laughs> you don't start with that. <laughs> Our listeners. Don't come start. in here... With our greatest hit, Garbage. This is our house. And you're welcome here anytime, sir. It's good to have you. I like this because because of the <laughs> setup, I've literally got my finger on the pulse <laughs> of peakness if I need to. Wait, is that a reference to Richard? Oh. 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 Well, it's always pulsing. I mean, you can feel oh. the pulse. <laughs> oh, by the way, uh, Casey. What up? You're back. Yeah. Again. You did it. Is this like the trifecta? Oh, uh, this is. Or the quattro. Number six. Oh, yeah. so I was off by a few. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> double, double hatcher. Once double again, on he's back to talk about an open world first person shooter. What? Is you that can't, what today's They don't know that. I didn't say anything. They haven't looked at the title. Going way on back to Fallout 3. Oh, what? Fallout gonna... 3, the 2008 game of the year edition. <laughs> Fallout sucks. Oh, we'll Dude. get, we'll get oh. into that in a minute. Sorry, guys. <laughs> It's just all ruined now. So, uh, 10, it's 10 at halftime, huh, Chris? <laughs> oh, man, uh, that was, I was just like watching that game mm-hmm. and I was like, I know this is going to turn. It's going to turn, but they got to just kind of wake up. It was the weirdest first half I've ever watched. What are they talking what, about? What, what in Alabama? What, I think what, they almost lost to Citadel this past At halftime. Just yeah. at halftime. Cause if it, it had been a 30 minute game, we, we were been going to OT. <laughs> <laughs> what, what, um, Avengers movie where the Hulk wouldn't turn into the Hulk? Uh, the last one, this yeah, latest one. That, I kind of felt like that was Alabama. They were just pushing them, pushing them. Like no! Hulk, what are you doing? And then uh, I'm fine. You know, I, I was, was, telling, I was, was trying to tell everybody at my house, it's fine. It's it's fine, dude. You're embarrassing me in front of that all was wizards. that was pretty much all the kicks from you. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> like, and you're like, it's gonna be cool. It's cool. I'm like, and then I watched the kickoff for the second half, which we fumble, and I was like, <laughs> thanks, Sean. Thanks a lot right now. Well, John, this week in college football uh, was known as Cupcake Week because it's usually the week right before the big rival games. Yes. And yeah, because we- of the schedule layout, generally you're, you're, you're stacked with your conference schedules in the front end. Uh, and then you, you, you are forced almost to schedule an FCS school. I believe you guys played UMass. UMass. They're not necessarily an FCS school, or maybe they are, but they're not a known powerhouse in football. Uh, Auburn played Liberty, and we played yeah. the Citadel. Yeah. It's, I kind of hate it. You know, I understand why they do it. I just hate that it's allowed. I guess that's the way. And it comes up every year. Yeah. Everyone always complains <laughs> about it, but they don't do anything about it. I'd be like, well, if you want to make them do it, I was like, one, tell them you're not going to invite them to the college football playoff, and I'm sure they'll just or, add a conference game. Or stack the conference games all the way at the back end. Just yeah. kind of kind of loaded in the front end. You know what I mean? Well, <laughs> and, well the big thing is we don't have a, um, <laughs> what is it, the big... The uh the Big Ten and the Big Twelve both play nine games. We only play eight. Nine, <laughs> nine it's too early games. to rock. So one. well, any any Citadel person can go home from a game like that and just sleep knowing that most people on the Alabama team or Georgia team or any top school in the country wouldn't last a week at the Citadel. Yeah, because so, I mean, it's uh, it's yeah, it's not your normal. It's, they're it's smart. Just, it's one of those. I see the Citadel. That. It's one. It's one. It's just a. Uh, I don't know if you've ever read The Lords of Discipline by Pat Conroy. I can tell you 100%, John. You did not. I have never read The Lords of Citadel. <laughs> the Lords of Discipline. Oh, sorry. It's an, intense, it's an intense school. I, uh, I'm going to see The Citadel this weekend. 
I'll be up in, in Charleston yeah. for the Thanksgiving holiday. That's where they are. And I drive by that school and go, oh, yeah, that's that's cool. Yeah. There's a <laughs> You're gonna be in Charleston? Chucktown. Chucktown. Yeah. You like tacos. Yeah. Do I? I there's like the most tacos. amazing the There's oh. the most amazing taco place in Charleston. Jeez. <laughs> Can't even make a point. I told you I had coffee today. It's crazy. <laughs> About halfway through the show, I'm gonna it's gonna be an amazing crash, and you're gonna be like, "Where'd Sean go?" <laughs> Sean, you gotta read the news, huh? Oh. News, news. Uh, <laughs> what about the emails? Electronic, electronic mail future. <laughs> it's kind of more of a present today, guys. Well, it's like a nap. It's Thanksgiving week, man. It is. It's good, it's yeah, you're stuff. not allowed to be tired till Thursday. Yeah. As you hopefully watch Colt McCoy lead the Redskins, <laughs> because <Chris>. oh. <clears throat> Ooh. Yeah, Chris is a Redskins fan. I don't know if you knew that, Casey. Yeah, I I do. Um, I don't know why I would still hang out here. You know, like <laughs> sorry, but uh, it's crazy how their quarterback this weekend had a gruesome injury that mirrored Ooh. an injury. For, it was from what thirty three years ago in Joe Theismann. It was so. There are so many similarities. It's like not even funny. It, Did it literally arm, break in half? Yeah. Oh yeah. Uh-huh. Tibia oh, yeah. and fibia. So he had the exact same kind of fracture. It happened on the exact same yard line. It was 33 years to the day. To the day, John. To the day. And in both instances, involved a three-time defensive player of the year linebacker taking the guy out. I think it's like a wormhole. And it's so on a 33-year cycle. He's got at least, I mean, probably for at least a year. Yeah. Gotta, I mean, Thiesman was done after that injury. Yeah. Well, no, he... He wasn't done. He wasn't oh yeah, no, done. that was his last game. I just can I with John because John, I like when he knows stuff. So we we try to prop him up a little bit with his knowledge, and we don't sugarcoat Joe. I, I sugarcoat John. What are you talking about? <laughs> what you guys like, do in your own time? What, <laughs> what just happened? That is that time you drizzled me in caramel is not something we talk about. Oh 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 oh! Are we recording? Is this thing on? Yes. You can hear Penny whining in the background. <laughs> Um, but Casey, you got anything going on? Anything you're looking forward to? Nope, just <laughs> no, been, you know, just work until you die, and yeah. the sweet release of no. Uh, whoa, whoa, yeah. Um, no, Thanksgiving looks like it's gonna be pretty. It's fine. Uh, yeah, keep going. It's th- only the listeners can hear okay. that mess that just happened. So. <laughs> uh, Thanksgiving's gonna be pretty good, I think. Uh, you know, spend it with some some weird people, but you know. That's the way it's going to be. Yeah. You guys got some uh, Thanksgiving plans? <laughs> it's like this mic is so weird. It, it's, it's, it just doesn't it's always fine. work well. It's, people aren't even listening this week. It's Thanksgiving. They're traveling, which would be a great time to listen to a podcast, by the way. But oh, that's a good point. Yeah. yeah, I should probably retract everything I just said. And uh, Casey, what are you doing for Thanksgiving? Oh, by the way, you've heard when like Chris slowly. does the weird thing as you're talking, and he, he's just all up in your grill piece, and he's moving your yep. mic. That just happened to our yep. guest. Yeah. Thanks. Does for... Tony do that? No, no. Tony's <laughs> professional. Ish. Cool. That's cool. Tony you know? would just uh, cut the podcast. That must be nice. It is. It's really refreshing. <laughs> like you just you go in, you do your stuff, and you go. You know, it's, it's not like uh, you know, it, like it's it's actually edited. Um, <laughs> you know. See Fuck. now Casey's on the other pro. hand, do He's they understand? Uh, but we also know how to not peek. So yeah, like so, it, it's you know, it's a collaborative effort. When we'll you see. have a when you have like talent right around you, it doesn't require much editing, right? Is That's he, also true. Yeah. Is he talking about the two best things of this podcast, like in a negative way? 
Well, well yes. Penny's in a room well, of this it. one. Just you and me, John. Oh, yeah. Yeah. This guy. <laughs> one, two. Hold well, on, let me top off my drink. Yeah, because this is a staple. Yeah, that's another great one. This is a staple of the program. Like, you guys, uh, you guys, do you guys put your podcast on YouTube as well? <laughs> we do. Okay. Like, we, just be prepared for those down, down We don't, we don't. Because, like, they, they matter a great deal. Well, here's especially the thing. as far as feedback is concerned. Well, here's the All thing. Right. Troll. Um, we want, we want to actually have a video thing going on. Yeah. And Chris is not on board yet, but. Well, I mean, that's riveting. Yeah. So, you know, like, that's just like the soundboard. <laughs> I usually put up a picture. Ah, okay. So, yeah, it's there. Put up a picture. I don't think they understand, like, if we did it, it would have to change our whole entire production around. Because you can't edit, like, video very quickly. Right. Or or you just don't. The turnaround on that You just don't. You just. Well, you don't edit this. Why would you assume you just put the video video. out there and go, hey, stick a camera right there, and here we are. I guess what you could do is. We're so good at what we do, we don't have to edit. Yeah, that's the thing. You can just have like you know, just just do it, do a, a raw video, just yeah, raw, just raw. Yeah. raw. And we could actually call it raw. weekly game chat raw. Raw. <laughs> Stop putting ideas in the people's heads. They love it. They've asked for it. It will never happen. I know. And you're the reason. They're gonna find that yeah. out. Oh, it's my mission on this Thanksgiving week. <laughs> uh, one thing that I will say: uh, a couple weeks back on the show, I think you introduced John to Ooey Gooey bars, right? Yes. Yeah. All in his mouth. All in his mouth, right. And, uh. Talk about raw. Like. <laughs> uh. Because of that, I was like, that's prepackaged garbage. So what I have Ooh. brought. Oh, it's oh, a tinfoil masterpiece of a plate. I feel like. The best things the are record, under tinfoil, John. For the record, right now, uh, Mike D, Jeff. Josh, all of you friends of the show, you, you better step your game up the next time you oh show. Oh my you. god. <laughs> all right. There's eight pieces oh my there, right? Oh god. The bottom four have pecans in them. The top four don't. I don't know what people's allergies I are. I don't, I don't like pecans. I see, don't, I don't mind them. That's the reason why. I'm, yeah, see, exactly. Not allergic. Just John likes the nuts in his mouth. <laughs> or if people who don't like nuts in their mouth, you know. <laughs> I don't know what their problem is. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm going in, but oh, yeah, the man. top ones, the top ones are all yours, Sean, because uh, those don't have. Let's make this. Happen. Those don't have nuts. Chris, you in? Yeah, let's do it. I made these yesterday. I would. Mm. So oh they're not. Do it. Oh my god, that's a real ooey gooey. That makes the ooey gooey that I thought was the jam <laughs> for the company that might still sponsor us. You're really good. <laughs> But That's Kay- funny. But Casey's ooey gooey. Hey, mm-hmm. I get lots of compliments on my ooey gooey, you know. <laughs> um, it just pours out. How'd you know how to make these? Uh, I haven't made them in a very long time. I don't know. Oh, uh, my mom. <laughs> like, like, let's be real. Yeah. Uh, no, nah, she used to make them. They're not like I was going to try and see if like she would make them because one, I'm lazy and two, they, hers are a little bit better. Mm-hmm. But, you know, she's got her own life, supposedly. I don't I don't know what's in an ooey gooey. Butter. It could be butter. There's, there's a lot of butter. Sugar. I but, yeah. Butter and sugar. So butter and sugar are good, right? Those are pretty, pretty, pretty butter mainstays of that, yeah. Is this crust? Actually, right no. No flour. Really? Yeah, John, yeah. Did you have an ooey gooey hmm. on the way here? Mm-mm. Yeah, that's what makes it gooey. Twix. Uh, now, the thing is, like, 
they're best fresh out of the oven. Well, they got to set for about like 10 minutes or so. Otherwise it's like, like you'd have to eat it with a spoon. Mm. But like once they're, when they're still warm, oh man, they're even ooier and gooier. So is this a, is this a, cause I haven't, I've never seen these. Yeah. Except for in the store that's around the corner. Right. Mm. I thought, I just thought it was common stuff, like a common thing. Are you thing. from, I, don't, I apologize if I should know this. Are you from I'm here? I'm from, from here. Yeah, I'm from here. Oh. Mm. I didn't know if this was a northern thing. Uh, they're also called uh, chess cake. Mm. Uh, so if if somebody says mm. they have chess cake or know how to make chess cake. Dude. Because that's, that's what I know them by. But they're also known as ooey gooey bars. So like either term is acceptable. John, you haven't spoken much. <laughs> John just people swallows. people love that noise, John. By the way, just keep doing it. Mm. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's the best. This is when they cut it's it off. Sean, it's, it's Sean's favorite noise oh, ever I, when he's I'm on about uh, to put him through that wall. <laughs> like, oh, you just like the old, uh, uh, the good old yeah. chewy smacky. It's it's when I can instantly kill someone and not care about it. Right? No, you get that red mist just. <laughs> What a rush. (laughs) I've got to finish this, put all this in my mouth so y'all can talk for a minute. Uh, So I saw two movies this weekend. One that I was really, really surprised how good it was. And the other I was let down by. So I did that. Yeah. And you're the only one that I know that's let down by it. Oh, I did see Fantastic Beasts. I kind of want to slap you in the throat with my bare hand. I just don't like movies when... That are good. Got it. (laughs) I don't like it when movies, like, when they don't service the characters and they more so service, like, the meta. That's all they care about. And the characters just kind of become secondary things. Yeah, I can see that. Yeah. And you do like, know there's, like, five movies in the making. Yeah, so you, and, even with that mindset. Yeah, because it felt like this movie is all about one thing and one thing only. Just getting the elements in place to set up the larger narrative that they care about talking about for the final three movies. Did you like the first one? Yeah, I did like the first one. So, like Deathly Hallows Part One, like that, like hated that did it. nothing for yeah, you. Okay. Hated it. Well, to on me, the other hand, three is my favorite of the original. Hand I mean, I walked out of this one going, "Well, it's a Harry Potter movie." Even yeah. though I know it's not a Harry Potter I, movie, but you 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 watch this movie without me? Yeah. Awkward. <laughs> hey, so you watched it without me? <laughs> But I'm one of those people I that seen the second one. Really? to me, yeah. to me, the, these movies are like, um, Pixar movies. You see them once and you're good. Not mm-hmm. you specifically, but I just, I, I don't, I don't particularly think any of the Harry Potter movies were phenomenally good. Hmm. I, I thought they were just, Oh, that's, that's kind of like the book. I okay. Agree. I saw that. A lot it looks of them better. Agree. Three was the only one of them that really did. Like I'll go back and I'll rewatch that. See, I that's think Goblet of Fire is the strong one. That's, that's that's probably the one I'll the only go back one. and watch. That's the only other one I'd probably do it too. These but are, five, these are horrible. basically once, uh, yeah, what was it? Once David Yates came on, who is the guy who's directed all these? Most of them to me have kind of just been by the numbers. Like the last couple, it was just like, look, these are huge books. We got to compact this down and get through it, and we're just giving you the hits, and that's fine. But I don't know, they could be better. This movie, like, I, it just ticked me off. Like for instance, <clears throat> when it started, right? Like the last movie has like a big has two big like leading ends mm-hmm. to it like one yeah. with a villain mm-hmm. and one with a main character mm-hmm. and both of those just kind of got swept under the rug within like as soon as they came up in this movie like oh but you like the last jedi what problem got swept under all the, the rug? things jj abrams did in the first movie 
swept up immediately in this. No, they weren't. They were kind of expanded upon their right now, dude? Conclusion. Dude, are you serious right maybe, now, bro? I'll give, you, I'll give you maybe Snoke. Snoke's would be the one. I've the given. lightsaber, Snoke, everything else. Not the whole of. movie. Yeah, because it played in service to the characters. Hey, I'm not getting worked up, okay? So, some, so you need like to calm one, down. One day, somebody decided that they could take out a starship with another starship with light speed. Which yes. creates a problem because it's like people are stomping their heads going, why didn't we take out the Death Star like that? Because the Death Star was shot it down. Dude. See, that's what I'm talking about. Like that kind of stuff doesn't bother me. No, but because that's that's like just meta stuff that has nothing to do. You could change stuff. all that stuff around. I don't care. One more time. But like the stuff as far as um, <laughs> characters, like I I like the end of Lost because it's not about the meta of the island, really. Whoa, hold it's, up now. Yeah. What show were you watching? See, see? It's mainly its main focus was concluding the story of those characters. That's In what a was meta about. fashion. I mean, it's not to say that meta can't be part of it. I just I'm like saying I don't want it to be the thing that drives like the story. That. Okay. But yeah. going back to Fantastic, um, and I'm not being funny. I know I've known you a long time. Did you but see it? No, I haven't. Um, sure. Are you a Harry Potter fan? Super fan. Okay. So I understand where you're coming from is a, a place where you do like the world that J.K. Yeah. Rowling. I mean, like, I, I didn't John? have any. I know there are people out there. There's like a bunch of people right now because there's a big twist at the end of this movie. I won't say what it is. But well, thank like, you. Darth Maul got cut in half. <laughs> I mean, it's up everywhere right now. You go see. Uh, like, Everyone's talking about this. So, Bruce Willis know, shows up. You're, did yeah. you say you were a super fan? I would say, like, I love those books. You know, no, he insanely. did. If the question was, did he, he say he's a super fan? Yeah, then, yeah. then the answer was yes. That is what he said. Well, I don't have to question. Talk about Sean talks about Harry Potter nonstop. I mean, he bores the crap out of me talking to me at 11 o'clock at night every night this week. Yeah. It's pretty awful. Yeah. I love you more, mm-hmm. but I've never known you to be a huge, huge fan. Well, just because I don't go out there and like go, let me tell the world why I love Harry Potter doesn't mean I don't. But love that's it. what super fans yeah, that's do. That's super exactly. Fan, yeah. What well, if you were going by that sense, I'll never be a super fan <laughs> of anything. Um, Outside, maybe I guess politics and, and games that'd be better. Yeah. Phil Spencer's like, uh, jacket, Red Dead Redemption, <laughs> Red Dead. Yeah, <laughs> we're kidding. But Chris. I mean, like those. What those else things, did you see though? Uh, but the other thing I saw was on Netflix, and it's the new Coen Brothers movie, mm-hmm. Ballad of Buster Scruggs. And was that Bow to Buster Scruggs? Ballad. Oh, Ballad. Yes, it's straight uh, to Netflix. Uh, it was in a limited theater. Oh, run, and then, and then now it's on guy. Netflix. And, uh, yeah, that's just solid Coen Brothers stuff. It's a kind of like a Western anthology of six short stories kind of tied around the idea of death in the Old West. And they're all really, really good. Like Tom Waits is in one of them. How many, uh, how many Westerns don't have like a, like death as a theme though? Oh, yeah, that's true. That's fair. McClintock. Hey, John, who's Tom Waits? Stagecoach? He wouldn't know. <laughs> I don't know who that is. Uh, yeah. He's a, an obscure singer you probably never heard oh, of. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay, cool. You know, you know, just, you know only, only Bla- like that. Blazing Saddles. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Um, Back to the Future Part 3, the greatest Western ever made. Agreed. Indeed. Agreed. Indeed. Right here. Oh, yeah. Fist bump on air. Speaking of movies that just happened. focused on meta. So, the, <laughs> so, uh, so all of these exceptions that you're listening to, Pretty much shows the percentage kind of sways in the way in favor of death. Absolutely, one hundred percent. But yeah, like uh, they've even got the guy from. Um, I had to tell my dad because 
in one of them, uh, the dude from Old Crow Medicine Show. Actually, I don't think he's in that band anymore. Shows up and like has this awesome ballad. And I had to go download the soundtrack this week because it's a really good soundtrack. James Franco's in one of them. Uh, I'm uh, out. I know. I know James Franco. Yeah, you do yeah. know him. It's a good name drop. I know that um, one. There's there's other people. I mean, so you just got cultured this weekend. Yeah, you did. You had culture coming out of your ears. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, you're off this week. I am. I am. <laughs> the whole week. Yeah. The whole three day work week. I'll probably wait and watch, uh, was it, I think Roma might be out this week. I know it's coming soon on Netflix, Roma. which is, uh, the new Alfonso Curion. Well, movie. I, uh, and you like him, hence the Harry Potter three and all that stuff. Gravity. Um, <laughs> I did watch, uh, started watching Daredevil, the new season. Mm, oh. It's about mm. time. It's yeah. been out for like, what? Uh, a while. <laughs> <laughs> like, if it's been out for longer than a day or two, like, what you, am I doing, late? right? Yeah. yeah like, late to the doing? party, but I'm liking it. I, I feel like I need stuff. to. I, I feel I need to watch all the other ones that came out before that before I do, even though probably I don't. You do. Yeah. <laughs> you Wait, do. you haven't seen any of Daredevil either? No, I've seen, no, no no. I don't mean that. I mean oh. I mean Jessica Jones sequential mm. season came out and mm. then followed yeah, by. You'll Luke be all right. Cage. Yeah, you're fine. <laughs> you're fine. Really? Yeah, you're fine. Yeah. Jessica Jones season two, I did not like at all. I got halfway mm. through it and I stopped. Not because it was, I said I'm done, but I just have I they canceled that one. Yet that's a good too? place. They She's have not so canceled hot. that one. Yeah. I love Jessica Jones. I like whenever she was <clears throat> in Breaking Bad and died. Yeah. Whoa, whoa, <laughs> Jeez. spoilers. Whoa. <laughs> I finished. Uh, that. I finished Man in the High Castle season three. Yes, oh, was oh, it worth yeah. it? They turned it up a notch. They this did. Season. They did. I indeed. was like several things they did. I was like, wait a minute, that's not conventional thinking. How one dare you? Did did we announce that? Uh, Brian Cranston announced that there's a Breaking Bad movie. Did we talk about it amongst I ourselves? I heard something about yeah, it, but I, I didn't know he announced it. it. Yeah, that's exciting, huh? Speaking of Breaking Bad, yeah, uh, I did that. Speaking of Netflix and Breaking Bad and things that remind me there of that, um, I started watching Ozark. Oh, that's a Ooh. good, that's a good one, dude. Based on the, some dude on some podcast I was oh, listening to. Oh. And, uh, I gotta say, it, it, it starts off like, you know, it's probably I Casey on Geek Versus. It was. He's legit. I really, Batman rules. <laughs> I really respect the slow burn, but that's not this show. No. Man. That, no. That, From the jump. Yeah. Like, I'm, See, John, I'm guy, it's like so. Breaking Bad. People seem to forget, like, Breaking Bad had, like, four years of building. Yeah. And then and then from four on, it was like, nah, no, nah, it's coming. Yeah. Hammer, hammer. Yeah. Oh, that's not what, this that's show. That's what she said. That <laughs> <laughs> Hammer, hammer. That's funny. <laughs> oh, it's coming. Hammer, hammer. Um, <laughs> well, speaking of hammers, you ready to, you ready to do this? If that's a, if that's a legit pivot, if, yeah. it is? Yeah, sure, why not? Okay. Thank you for putting your ooey gooey's in my mouth. Oh, anytime, my friend. You don't anytime. understand. You've set a standard. For ooey gooey's in my He's mouth. gonna go over his weekend, uh, his house next weekend and put his ooey gooey in his mouth. We're just gonna. What? We're just. <laughs> to be fair, Chris. Chris will probably put his five <laughs> mac and cheese in his mouth, so it'll be equal, right? So like, uh. You make five mac and cheese? My wife makes good mac and Your cheese. Your wife? Your wife. Thanks, Chris. She puts smoked. Top notch. She, she covers it. <laughs> yeah, ooey gooey. She covers it in smoked gouda. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I've ever had smoked gouda in my mouth. Well, it's delicious. Is it? Mm-hmm. I'll show you on this break. What? I'll if show I, you during the break. If I brought, if I brought you to my house to have this, mm-hmm. you would think because you ate this, don't say my, it, that my wife was flirting with you. Oh, mm. okay, that's fair. When we go to pause right now, I'm going to say what I thought you were going to say. <laughs> <laughs> <A little> pause. <laughs> Topic time, 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 time. 
The topic is. <clears throat> I have to make sure it's recording, so I had to look. It is twenty four oh seven eight nine. I should put myself <laughs> over there. I'm gonna do that next time. Let's not. Let's quit. Let's quit rearranging the. It's in my writer. It's about to get torn. See John, our writer is. is. <laughs> now that you're involved in your own see John jokes, it's kind of in a contract or a policy. It's kind of oh, it's a it's a new thing. It's a new bit. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, I do too. It I'm involves, enjoying. It. Yeah. You know, bits grow. Schematics. That's I just wanted said. to say that word. It doesn't fit at all. Schematics. Schematics. Speaking of schematics. Oh, here we go. Topic is Fallout seventy six. Almost said Fallout four. You know what? Let's do that instead. <laughs> yeah, I'd rather do that one. <laughs> Jeez. Hold on. Oh. And news. Oh no! Do you got so? There they are, ladies and gentlemen. Enjoy. He brought out some notes he written did. on actual paper, <laughs> like it's it's the eighties. It's a shtick. Actually, like it's it. two thousand seventy or one hundred two, isn't it? And that well, two thousand one hundred two. Yeah. Well, Chris clearly took your feedback. Yeah. It's like Chris, why do you you know type this up every time? Like it's the Magna Carta. I do it so I could read it. Wait, it the Magna Carta was typed up? Yeah. yeah. You didn't know? Huh, yeah. I did not. Yeah. yeah. They invented the typewriter to type the <laughs> Magna Carta. Back in 12. Uh, can you just fax me the Magna Carta? Like, we just, uh. <laughs> That'd be great. You have it in my close of business? Thanks. I don't have it yet, sir. It's in the cloud. I'm just trying to imagine Edward the confessor checking his email. I'm like, what's this? <laughs> this Magna. Magna Carta. <laughs> Should I e-sign it? But, uh, yeah. Fallout 76, the, uh, <laughs> I don't want to call it the sequel. Nah, it's not a sequel. It, it's a lot Morgan closer. These two guys. <laughs> it's like these a, two guys. Sorry. It's like a side sequel, but even then, that's not even true because like New Vegas was more of a side sequel. Yeah, because well. like what New Vegas is like pretty much like a year or two right after. Yeah, it, of, of Fallout Three. Yeah, yeah. Well, like as far as release Time is concerned, release release it was two years after. Yeah, yeah. I was I was trying to remember. It's been. Ten years. Yeah, it's been a while. Been a while. Um, yeah, this game uh, to me, uh, it's great. It, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. This is riveting so far, guys. It's hard to put into words just how this game. Like, it's not, it's not. It's not a fall. <laughs> this is the No Man's Sky of Fallout. Oh no. Right. Jeez. Yeah. And like, and let me even go a little bit deeper. <laughs> um, in that No Man's Sky was hyped up and there were a lot of expectations and everybody was massively disappointed because it sucked. Right. Right. Sure. Uh, Fallout 76, I didn't have any expectations at all and I'm still was disappointed <laughs> with oh, the game. Yeah. No. Yeah. So what makes this one unique for those who haven't or who have been under a rock, I should say, for the last six months, is the first time we've ever had an online Fallout game. And for whatever reason, and I think this was the dumbest move on their part, there are no human NPCs in this game. Worst part about the game. Like yeah, the single biggest. Far. Like it's got many, many issues. This is the top of the list. When you say yeah. human NPC. Like when you go and you like mm-hmm. you're playing Red Dead and you go talk to Dutch. Oh, oh! You go so talk there's no Dutches. There are no characters yeah. in the game. It's just empty, void. Yeah, nothing except for like there's robots there, yeah. and and then like the enemies are like you know your, your ghouls. You got your mutants. You got you got all scorched. kinds of stuff. Yeah, scorched. Um, but but you don't have any humans. You got yeah. plenty of audio logs of humans. 
Yeah, Pl- plenty of those, plenty of hollow tapes. You know, was that on purpose? You think with the yeah, year twenty one oh six or whatever? It, it was a, it was a so design choice. Their whole entire idea with this is that, or their I should say, their reasoning is that. So in Fallout seventy six, you're the first vault that opens after. So in twenty seventy seven, there's a nuclear fallout. Right, everyone dies or get ready. or survives. Right, and then you also have all the people who were in the vault tet vaults. Various different ones. Some are just like, you know, you have, for instance, I think my favorite vault 111, which is the idea that it's a completely sealed vault with a contained society that stays there for hundreds of years until finally someone comes out. 101, you noob. <laughs> oh, no, 101. That's right. 111 was Fallout 4. <laughs> 111 is cryogenic experiment. Yes, from Fallout 4, which is where, yeah, like they get let in. And they act like, oh, yeah, we're just going to do this little scan on you. But really, they're cryogenically freezing them. Well, so fundamentally, freezer. logically speaking, mm-hmm. you can't have NBCs in a world where the vault just now opened. Right. Yeah. Well, that's what yeah. they're going with. Absolutely. Like, as far as lore-wise is concerned, yeah, sure. Why not? Yeah, that makes perfect sense. Well, there's a, no, there's it, an in-game justification for why everybody's dead. But there isn't. That's the kicker. Because as you start to explore this world, you do find... There were a number of people who survived. I mean, just as it would be the case, not everyone dies right away. Some, of course, mutated, right? Right. But and then you the have thing. other people that it's very clear they did not mutate and they were trying to fight back as, like, you know, everything fell. So I guess the idea is that they all died. Yeah. The, uh, everybody <laughs> died either to the bombs, but like in this particular area, Appalachia is what it's called. Because it's, it's called in West Virginia. Oh, West Virginia. <laughs> West Virginia. Uh, there is an outbreak outbreak of a plague called the Scorched. Yes. And here's here here's the rundown. If you were a person, you got nuked. If you survived that, you got scorched. If you survived that, you got eaten or shot or killed. There there's, are also there's no though, survivors. They actually, if you go through, I found today, there are logs on there also talk about the early people turning into uh, super mutants. Okay. And then yeah. you could also, you know, turn into a super mutant. Yeah. So, which that'd basically, be my preference. It's kind of funny to see them whenever you see them in the game because they look like just little mini hulks running around like from, from freaking <laughs> Thor Ragnarok <laughs> and the armor and everything. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, but one of the greatest Marvel but movies. Yeah, anyone who's played like any of the other two main Bethesda Fallout mm-hmm. games knows like there's part of the lore is like you're this person who's been cut off from society as it's developed into what it is now, right? Like hundreds of years later and you're exploring and discovering it for the first time. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, in the last game going to Boston and then eventually finding out that Fenway Park has been turned into a city. And like meeting all those people there and meeting characters who literally have real world problems of that day and deciding to help them or hurt them with whatever your actions may be. That was one of the main uh, pegs for what made Fallout great. And that's completely just gone in this game. I mean, you have your, you know, you, you have your crazy raiders who go around killing people and stuff. But what was really cool is like, you know, in Fallout 4, there's, you go into this one place, you find a serial killer. Yeah. Right? He, he just, you know, that's straight up what he is. And you get none of that. None of that whole layer is gone. Correct. Like it is not in this game at all. And it's, it makes the world feel empty. And the thing is, again, design choice, but it's also styled like a survival game, which I guess technically it is. Um, And the thing is, I think the thought process behind it was any characters that you see would be other player characters. 
And that's all well and good. Okay. If, if the fact. <laughs> if there's if I, tension. Yeah. The thing is, <laughs> the map is four times the size of the already massive Fallout 4 map. So you have this ginormous, huge map. Each server holds maybe 30 people. You're never going to run into anybody. You're no. never. And, and here's the, the kicker. It makes no sense, right? In the sense of survival games. As he said, there's 30 people. But when you pull open the map, you can literally see everyone's location. So you know where people are. So, it, you know, like today oh, I'm going to get in, you. I'm going to sneak up on this. No, I came not. into the game today and uh, I was right outside the mansion, right where we were last night. Right. And I could see there was a guy with a huge wanted rating in the mansion. So I'm like, all right, going left now. Yeah, and, exactly. You know, I walked away because I'm not going to deal with that. <clears throat> it's a lot harder if. I had just decided to go to the mansion because that's where we had been and I wanted to continue things there. And I walk in, there's someone waiting to kill me. Then there's tension. Then there's, un, you know, unexpected consequences of interaction with other humans. And the other kicker, though, is that as people, I think, quickly found out, most are not playing in a way of PvP at all in this game. Uh, it's pretty rare to run into someone who's going out there and griefing, mainly because A... There's not really much benefit to it, I would say. There isn't. Um, yeah, it's like you you don't lose anything outside of junk. Like you for might scrapping. lose, a, you might lose a little bit of junk, but like yeah. junk is used for building stuff, and also it's junk. Yeah. You know, and you can find plenty of it through the world. So like to lose your junk, you're like, oh, all right. You don't lose your equipment. You don't lose your armor. You don't lose your weapons. But you know, yeah, you can or lose your ammo. You know, somebody shoots your junk off. That's a you know, it's actually not a big deal in Fallout 76. Yeah. yeah. So the developers, <clears throat> I read, designed it so that you could fight each other. But the, the design choice was they built it to kind of kind of nudge you towards cooperation because that's fundamentally yeah. That's fundamentally what the point of Fallout of Fault seventy six was. Right. Cooperate and, and build. And, right. The, the thing is, to me, like in a in a game series that is renowned for freedom of choice, it really, really like I don't want to be nudged toward cooperation. If I want to, if I wanna want to mess somebody up, I want to mess. You want, up. you want to be able to make your own choice. Just as it is. Right. Yeah. yeah. Because the way the PvP works in this game, you can attack somebody. Right. You do like. A, te- a minuscule, like a, a negligible amount of damage to them, no matter Correct. what the level is, whatever. They have that sort of like opens up like the the sort of like a challenge, I guess. If you hit them back, then it's on. But like if someone just runs up and starts hitting you, hitting you, hitting you, like they're gonna take like one HP. Like, it'll, it'll take three years for them to kill you. It's mm-hmm. not that big of a deal. It's annoying, super annoying. But unless you retaliate, nothing's really gonna happen. Yeah, and, and so so once you retaliate, then hit points start coming off. No, yeah. once you retaliate, like you both turn red to each other, and and then it's time to fight. That's but, what that is. But at that point, it doesn't take three hundred years to kill. Someone. No, that's no. right. No. Yeah, okay, like that's, damage, full were, damage uh, comes up, and yeah. yeah. Then if you were a level fifty player versus say a level five player, the level five player right. has about one second. Yeah, but yeah, it just doesn't make sense because. There's no tension when you see someone in this game, which is kind of the point of a survival game with PvP. Like, I know, Sean, you played Rust with me for a little bit. Welcome to Rust. Right? Um, there's something about, like, yeah. coming over a hill and, and seeing a, someone right. and having to decide what are you going to do about it. Are mm-hmm. you just going to go the other way? Are you going to go up and try to communicate? Or are you just going to start shooting? You know, all those are real options and they seem very impactful because you know 
you know, what you have on you at that point can is yeah, gone if you die. To you. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, when you think about the games that kind of give you that option to to have the that decision that it builds up that tension, like you say, players tend to mostly go to being jerks. Sure, because they're not going to yeah, take a chance. I, I, and like John said, I think their intent was to, we don't want a game full of jerks. So we feel that will basically not not be a, a popular game. People will stop playing it. But then on the other hand, what it sounds like is the choice they made is driving people to go, this game sucks. Do I want to keep playing it? What's the benefit of it? Yeah, it's, it's one of those situations where it plays it safe in every aspect when it comes to other player interactions. Like for the hardcore, like for the people who wanted to play it single player, they can play it single player and they don't have to worry too much about people, you know, ganking. Yeah, I'd be more yeah. worried about the monsters. You know, um, and so to me, it seems like they tried to play everything so safe and try to appease so many different people that it mm-hmm. sort of watered. Like to me, it's, it's just one of those things where. Yeah, it could be viewed as they're nudging toward cooperation, and it very well could be. But what it seems like is we wanted to make this game, but we wanted to try and please as many people as possible, which, again, is not a bad thing to do, but well, but you're trying to please as many people as possible by, no one, by, by not doing – yeah, yeah, exactly. You're doing a You're doing a bad compromise to where – Everybody hates the, it's like, what 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 was landed on. I was thinking, and I I even said this to Casey. I was like, they should have if they wanted to do this where they didn't want PvP. What they should have done is they should have made the vault the hub world of this game, and they should have basically had mission boards there. Like we need to go do this to establish the way the wasteland. And basically, while you're there, it's like, okay, I select this mission. It finds two or three other people that party up with you. And you go out into the wasteland and you do these things and you bring things back, right? And maybe once you get done with the mission, then you just go off and kind of explore a little bit. But if you ever want to do the mission and, and things that are pivotal or pivotal, pivotal, uh, to the actual vault 76 crew and to like basically give you the most XP, you need to come back to the base and do that. That to me is a lot closer to what at least the narrative part of Fallout has always been. Right. Well, um, I remember a game we played, um, and the world was a PVE world, but there was a place called the Dark Zone. Sure. And when we went to the Dark Zone, Division. all, all, can I, say, can I say hell? I can say all hell broke loose, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, and we didn't, we liked it, and there was a sense of like, we got to stick together. Sure. There are going to be some Richards running around. We, we want to avoid the Richards if possible. Um, but we kind of got tired of that, that kind of game, right? And then I'm sitting there also thinking about how the way World of Warcraft recently changed it to where the entire world was a PvP world. Right. You just had to turn it on whether or not you wanted to play in it. And that that worked really great because there were yeah. times that you said, if I turn on this PvP, like as I'm, if I'm leveling, it's fantastic because I'm getting a bonus for this, a bonus for that. Sure, there may be the level whatever that comes by and wipes me out. But chances are I'm going to have other people who, who are going to have my back because it was a horde versus an alliance correct, type thing. Correct, correct. Um, and I'm wondering why with, with, with things like that out in the world, why they chose this route on how to do this world. It really confuses me because there are some really good, really good options on, on player versus player stuff. Yeah. So. It confuses me too because yeah. of all of those reasons. <laughs> Everybody else who's ever done it has done it better. <laughs> yeah. Whichever system that they chose, whatever they settled down on, it's, it's better. WoW's PvP system, world PvP system is amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, if they had done something like that, fantastic. But as it is, like, it's just player interaction is limited anyway. Sure. Um, yeah. When and you now said it's that, limited. So what can more. you do in this game? What's well, it for? I mean, 
at its core, I think it does take <laughs> the other big part of it. That is, I think, the other tenant of Fallout, and it's still there. What and it has? What is that? Is the exploration? I'm gonna do it. Okay. Uh, yeah, the exploration and just kind of going through the wasteland and, and understanding, like you don't know what's around the next corner. Or like, I'll give you a great example. We were, I was doing a mission where uh, I was trying to get this like serum, like to cure a plague, right? And I go down and I, I find an old computer, and I, I do that mission part. But then I also notice that there's patient logs, uh, or not patient logs, but like uh, doctor's logs as far as everything. And it's interesting because it literally starts from when they started this project with like four other doctors to find a cure and you slowly read through and you see how it gets progressively worse and more depressing and like everyone dies and all that kind of thing. That's really interesting because especially as soon as I came out right above the computer is a picture of all four doctors together at the start. And it's like that kind of stuff, like where it reminds you like, Hey, before this, before you came out in this world, there was a world before you. And there are tons of stories that are just now kind of something lost to the past in a way that like when we, you know, today go and dig through Egypt or Greece or wherever, and we find these lost mementos of a, a, a lost time. Like that's the interesting part. People love that. Like walking around the world and realizing for those who know December 22nd is when the bomb, or I'm sorry, October 22nd is when the bomb dropped, right? So when you walk around the world, you can tell everyone's ready for Halloween. You know, there's pumpkins on, uh, the door, on the steps to houses. There's, there's bat decorations and things like that. You, you see where life was when life ended. That's so where did really you get, interesting. Where did you get the mission? If there's no NPCs in the world to assign <laughs> you missions, how do you get missions? Glad you, you asked. Yeah. So there's these wonderful things called hollow tapes. And if there is a person who's alive, they're always just five steps ahead of you. And they love to leave you audio tapes so you can listen to what their thoughts are and what you need to do to help out. No reason why they would leave these holotapes. That part's a little unclear. And like, and here's the other thing. Okay, just to go back to the no NPCs thing, right? They didn't save anything about not recording audio lines because the audio lines are all there on the holotapes. Because there's each holotape is unbearably long. It's an unbearably yeah. long thirty to one minute just solid info dump. <laughs> of uh <laughs> of just of just dialogue right and and that's the other thing that that drives you me you just info dump that all over my chest exactly <laughs> it's called a, a west virginia steamer and the thing is um that's funny it uh um, it's good it uh <laughs> in a game where like if let's say you are playing co-op co- cooperatively you're talking with your buddies you're like oh i'm going to go check out the roof this that and right Oh wait! I'm going to need you to stop talking for the next two minutes while I listen to this hollow tape. No there is no skip. That's the, that's the, even the worst thing. You Here's play the, the hollow tape. It pl- it's going to play. It's just going to play. It's you can't stop it. And it's this is worse. Terrible. This is worse. And I found this out today. If you're in a group, right, and we're all on the same mission, we have to individually go up there and get that hollow tape one at a time. So. We can't just have one person pick it up and then all of us start listening at once. It's like, no, no, no. That Casey's got to go design. pick it up and he's going to listen to it. Once he's done, I pick it up and I start listening to it. Then you pick it up and you start listening to it. So basically what should take maybe at most two minutes for this tape to go by, if you have a full party, it's like eight to ten minutes. And yeah. everyone's got to be quiet during this time because you're trying to listen to the details of what's going on here. So there's going to be. I just want to. I just want to hear 
Well, there's got to be an update that comes out, right? To fix I think all there this? already oh, is. Oh, fun fact. There <laughs> the was, a, there was update. an update. The first update yesterday. Well, okay. The it was game, a minor update. The game was like, what, 50 gigs, right? For whatever reason. Um, actually, it's a pretty massive game, so I, I don't know why I'm hating on it for that. But the first update, yeah. the first update was like 48 gigs. Yeah. I was like, all right, well, it's time to fire up the old Fallout 7. Oh, update. All right. I was How on, big can it possibly? What the f- <laughs> What? I was on, uh, playing. Cause then, you know, I was like, Casey was like, oh, we'll start like a one. So I'd gone on that morning just cause I was going to do some, uh, other quests and I spent the whole entire morning updating. And then afterwards, uh, when I was on playing, I saw Casey's name pop up on Xbox and I was like, well, he'll be ready about three thirty, four o'clock. That'll be fun. Sure enough. <laughs> um, so like to Chris's point uh, a, a while back, uh, Bethesda's world building is still on point. Like yeah. they, I, I can't fault Music. them for that. Music is fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, like you've, John, you, you love, love the Dishonored series, right? Yeah. So imagine it's the, it's, it's the similar sort of world building as in, you know, you'll find a note here and a note there. And, yeah, yeah, of course. And they tie together and then you can find other signs and clues of things. Like there's, there's other stories there if you know, if you want to look depending on how much effort you want to put into that. And it's got to be a lot in some instances. In some instances, it's got to be a lot. Um, but there's still, there's still these background stories, this world building. Like it does look like it has been lived in, even though nobody currently does. It looks like, you know, there were people there and it has a rich history. And if you enjoy that kind of stuff, which I do. So like it's, that's, this is a point in its favor. Um, it does do that very well. Um, still Bethesda's, you know, about the best in the business as far as that particular aspect of gaming is concerned. Yeah. Like I had one where I was up on a watchtower, right? And a guy's like talking about like, he wrote a letter saying basically something along the lines of like, I made a mistake. I should have gone with her. I want to tell her how I feel about her, you know, like that. I love her. I never want to leave her that kind of thing. And it's like, I think she went down east down the, the railroad. Right. So I just start going down that railroad and walking. And sure enough, about two, three miles down the road, I find a body with a ring <laughs> right there, you know, just lying on the side of the road and you know who it is and you know what that story is there. So it's like that kind of stuff, like where it's like, Hey, if you're willing to go and chase down these leads and like read what's actually going on in this world, you can find out a lot of things. So earlier in the year, see if these released to, hmm. I don't know. Uh, so, I so. guess, I guess different complaints, but similar, similar situations and many people would tell you that sea of thieves have, has literally turned around i mean it's just people are are still pretty consistent with it does this game cuz it seemed like you know i'm not a I'm, i don't I haven't played many of the games but this seemed like a no brainer this seemed to make sense oh absolutely is there hope for this to turn around is it is it because i mean it's on metacritic depending on which platform on on i think uh on ps4 it sits in, it's in it's in the 40 range mm-hmm. on pc and xbox 1 it sits in the 60s range in the uk sales are down 80% from the previous game yeah is number 1 is the board at bethesda firing people and two is there a avenue to turn this thing around and make it something it was it was supposed to be to begin with i don't think the board at bethesda is going to be firing anybody i they think they're probably forcing it yeah i think yeah. if anything the people at bethesda would be like see see this is why we didn't want to do this 
is yeah. probably not. <clears throat> I don't or I say the people at Bethesda Softworks, aka uh, Todd Howard, are telling the board at Bethesda because those are two right. You know, right. It's like, see, you can't yeah. just slap Fallout on anything. And, no. Yeah. It felt like to me when I. As, as I've played this, and I think we both felt this way, like this game doesn't feel finished in the sense of stability. Like Fallout always has bugs, and so do, of course, any Elder Scroll games and all but that kind of stuff because of their size. But this is the worst one of yeah. the worst thing that we're, I've ever, yeah. We're not talking about bugs in the way of like, look how funny it is to see that thing's head clip through this, you know, mountain or whatever. I'm talking That's about if fine. I sprint more than two seconds, my frame rate yeah. drops. The moment or if I jump. It's like, my frame rate drops. If it, there are three enemies on the screen at a time, the frame rate drops. You feel like you know when you're about to be uh, ambushed in this game because as soon as you go into a populated area of enemies, the frame rate just goes from running maybe 30 down to 10 in a heartbeat. And you guys, are, you both are playing on Xbox. Are you on, both on the One X? Uh, yes, that yes. is correct. So that's the most the, the most powerful billion. Not even not even five bajillion. Could save it. <laughs> Teraflops could save this. Oh, what a no. shame. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but, it, it just, but to it answer just, your question, yeah. um, as far as Sea of Thieves is concerned, um, I definitely see the parallels and I could see that with continued support, this game has a lot of potential. It does. Sure. It, it truly does. Like I'm, I'm only saying all these terrible things because they are terrible things about the game that need to be addressed and fixed. Um, but if if these things, I mean, I don't know if they're going to overhaul or add NPCs later or whatnot. I, they need that, to. They, they should. I think, I think they've said something around the lines of um, that other vaults would be opening. I read that yeah. somewhere. And so the thing about it is, is again with continued support. That's smart. This could be a very. Yeah, I hope this could be a very good game because, like, like Chris said, the world building is great. But like, even to me, even more than that, as far as the exploration is concerned. I've always my favorite part of the Fallout games has been exploration. Just never knowing what you're going to run across. Um, that is still there, like some f- somewhat. Uh, it's less so because you're not going to run into any weird, wacky NPCs. Um, but I know that uh, once we once get you get past the tutorial, the game really picks up a lot. But the thing is, it's a really long, miserable tutorial because you have to learn because you have to learn. How to, you know, how to craft, make your food, water, your crafting stations, all that stuff, build your camps. And that is the absolute worst slog of a, of a tutorial that I've ever played in my life. Oh, I wanted to quit this game yes. after the first two hours. Exactly. And the thing is, like, and here's the thing. I love Fallout. It is my favorite ongoing current modern video game series. And I had pre-ordered this game. I played it and I, I had just, I had made it out of the tutorial and I played it a little bit. I canceled my pre-order because I was so bored while playing it. But then Chris picked it up and he was going to play it. So I was like, well, you know what? I'll try it co-op. Um, after having done that, I'm actually glad that I did. Um, it doesn't make the game, it doesn't make the game miraculously a great game all of a sudden. But now that we've, I've gotten past the, that really uphill grind, Um, (laughs) uh, and playing a multiplayer game with as with cooperatively sure um it honestly has gotten a lot more fun like is there are great stories that you go looking for there are great stories like for example we came across this mansion and evidently there's this super secret society 
that was running out of this mansion and you can join it and do all sorts of missions but it's like missions from a terminal so that's less great than it could be because it would be great if you actually got to meet the people behind the society but you don't mm-hmm. because they're all dead now um <laughs> you know but see like it uh, here, and that's the thing like every quest line like even the interesting <clears throat> ones cuz that was actually pretty interesting we're still in the middle of that yeah. that's actually a lot of fun it's going to be this is a great quest asterisk but it could have been better it could have been greatly enhanced by NPCs. So, uh, to whoever knows this, how does Elder Scrolls Online work? Is it one pay? Is it a is it a flat fee? And then you're in. Elder you Scrolls. Can. Is it? I thought it was subscription it's, based. It's free to play, but you can do a subscription for perks. <clears throat> uh, okay. So, and, 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 and to be fair, in order for Fallout seventy six to be something like this, they had already they've already screwed it up with a. $60 paywall. Well, there's, there's I mean... $60 paywall, but there's also cosmetics and various items you can buy with real money. Yeah. Because there's this thing called the Atomic Store, but... um, And you grind... And you can get a minimal amount of those points by actually <clears throat> playing the game. You get those points. Um, but you can also purchase those points towards buying various things. S- some of them are cosmetics. Some of them are actual useful items that you will eventually get, but you can... I got a jacket today. You got uh, a, ja- oh, a cool. cowboy jacket. I was like, I was eyeing that water purifier. Oh, oh, was that on there? <laughs> yeah, there was a water purifier Mother. on the Atomic Store. I think it was like 500 atoms, and I have that much in, w- just from playing the game. So I was thinking about buying that. Maybe they'll have a Black Friday deal. They might. Probably. Uh, I've, I've said this uh, many times over the course of playing this game uh, with Chris, is um, the price point on it is too high. It's not a $60 AAA release. It's the not. It's just too not. high. It's just not. Remember that guy? Forty dollars, sure. Why not? How much? I, I would say forty dollars. Sure. Why not? Thirty dollars would probably be the best. It feels, well, no, the best would be free. Like, let's be real. It, it's because but, it, but, it feels like an early access game. It does. It doesn't feel like it's completed. Like if I was, Rust was okay and passable because it was literally when we were playing it in alpha. So you were okay. Like, okay, this isn't in here yet. This isn't completely built out. But that's okay because I understand it's coming. And they're working on it. This feels like this game probably should have probably shipped like next fall. And I feel like it's out because if we're being honest here, Bethesda sales on a lot of their games have not lived up to expectations. And if you're looking to make money, why not try it out? You know, your most, just, one of your I, most trusted. I, I 100% completely believe, and this is one, also believe, uh, also complete <laughs> pure speculation that it's, uh, <laughs> that it was Bethesda underperforming and getting pressure from not game designers, but, you know, pressure from maybe the board, whatever, saying, you guys got to start generating some revenue. Yeah. And the easiest thing, like the, the two biggest money makers for Bethesda has been for forever now, um, Elder Scrolls and Fallout. And well, let's, uh, we got this, uh, the thing we're working on. Let's call it Fallout 76, you know? But, uh, again, complete speculation on my part. Uh, but that's what it, that's what it, I that's feels like. What right? it I would feels not, like. yeah, yeah. I would not have been surprised if this was originally planned. As a patch for or expansion, right for Fallout Four. Yeah, because it re, it one hundred percent 
reused assets from Fallout 4. No, like from the chair, everything is from the, the chairs to the workbenches to everything. Absolutely everything is just a reused model from Fallout 4. But I'm I, I'm I'm Todd Howard, and I'm like, who did they catch? Hey, Todd, what's who, up, did, man? who did they catch me in bed with? <laughs> or who did they catch me burying a body of? Right. To make me do this. That's why you know everybody loves it when Todd Howard comes out on E3. But this was the most non-Todd Howard, Todd Howard presentation I've ever seen. He doesn't show Elder Scrolls or any title until it's six months ready to go. Right. Uh, but he showed two. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like, why would he put his name on this when you're Todd Howard? I know it's Bethesda. it's Bethesda. I know it's Bethesda, but you're also Todd Howard. And that's what, that's what fundamentally, there's like three people in the industry. You don't tell them what to do. Kojima, Miyamoto, and Todd Howard. I'd say Dan has a how fair uh, enough. Hauser fair enough. Him. Fair enough. <laughs> but here we are. But and and it's like yeah, it's a very it's bizarre. Like I'm, conference. I'm reading news articles, here. looking for people getting comments or quotes from somebody at Bethesda about what has happened. Like no. this is bad. Yeah, sure. To answer your question, I think here's. The thing, as far as what you're saying, where you say it's Todd Howard, that's great. And I love Todd Howard. I, I agree with you, like in terms of creators, he's up there, right? But Todd Howard doesn't own Bethesda. That's the key here. And we saw this before with Kojima. And it comes down to money and it comes down to what the focus of the company is. If Pete Hines is having a bunch of problems, with his other projects, you know, and the studio is losing money and not making enough revenue. Eventually Pete Hines, the businessman has to kick in and has to say like, Hey, you know, Todd, I love you, but you know, you put out a game in 2014 and you want me to wait for what is a completely new IP, probably at the earliest 2020. And then Was you it want 14 me- or 15, uh, one, the two. Um, but then, you know, on top of that, you want me to probably wait till 2022, more likely 2024, before we finally get the sequel to the most popular game we've ever shipped. Sure. And, you know, if you're them, you're thinking Dishonored 2 did not do well. Prey did not do well. Uh, even, you know, Wolfenstein, Wolfenstein did, not, <laughs> did not do well. They've all gotten nice praise. But at the, at some point, you have to say... What's in our best interest in terms of money? And if you're Todd yeah, Howard, critics, critics don't pay the bills. Yeah. On the other hand, if you're Todd Howard, you have to ask yourself, are you willing to work away or walk away from a studio you've built over the course of now 20 years, have all the people you want working for you under there and basically go out there and try to rebuild something completely new, understanding that more than likely because of the fact you're going to have to get financial backers there'll be just as much pressure on you to deliver something profitable again. It's like, it's not like these guys are the only one I've seen that has really done. It has been Dan Hauser. And that's because they built up something from literally this small, you know, just a a small PC game that was interesting and happened to make something that blew up so big that they were able to slowly build out and get a couple of franchises that, didn't cost a lot of money for them to make games for while they built this huge thing up that kept returning value. They never sold out to Activision. They never sold out to EA. They kept Rockstar in house. And now they're in a position where they have so much money 
and they partner with Take Two, that Take Two has no control of what they can tell them what to do because they understand that Rockstar could take GTA to whatever publisher it wanted to to put that game out, and that would just kill their bottom line long term, right? They don't have anything as big as that at that studio. So I, it's a tough bind. I'll be interested to see what Todd Howard says when he finally does say what you, if, you know, I'm sure there are certain things he'll never be able to say in public about this game, but I would like to see like, Hey, five years from now, someone come back and when he, and say, when you know, he does say it, he better be, he better have on the nicest leather jacket he's ever owned. He does wear a nice. I will say jackets. last week when uh, I was talking to Casey about this, we had a lengthy conversation about fallout and, I said, you know, I'm still mulling over it. I'm still curious about it. And he said to me something that made me feel better once he said he has that way. Yeah, it's very he soothing. He said, I mean, he, he said, John, to he, guys, he said know? John, if, you, if I were you, I would not buy Fallout 76. I said, why? He goes, because I don't want your first Fallout experience to be Fallout 76. It That's will fair. ruin it for you. It ruined so it. consider that from Casey here. If this is going to be your first Fallout game and you have not decided, your first, first, <laughs> Casey would suggest you not buy it. Oh no, I like, agree with it. And I'm since in- that time, I have slept very well, and it it settled it. Because I mean, who's the biggest Fallout fan we know? Like I would Definitely be Casey. embarrassed to see Chris to, is also to be a Fallout Melissa. fan, like and recommend this game is like. This is this is what you like. This is the stuff that you're into. And yeah. then I'm like, well, don't kink shame me, but like, <laughs> like this is not. No, no, no. This is the, this is not representative of the thing that I like. Uh, yeah. So who should play this game? Um, I guess if you, I, I think the ones who will get the most joy out of this. And I saw you guys. Other, I saw the other day. The kinks. I was I was walking around the world and I literally saw a group of four people building this huge complex base together. Like that's of all the things that do work well in this game, the base building, which was introduced in fallout four has been kind of streamlined and yeah, works great. And there's just tons of like, it you works. could, yeah, I mean, it works adequately. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> but like there's tons of investment. You could just, you could go out there and go resource hunting just to improve your base and you would have a blast. And that's what I was seeing these four guys do is like come together to design something that's theirs and is well defended and has all their stuff in it and all that kind of things. Like that's where this game I think will likely shine at least for the, for the future or near, (laughs) near uh, foreseeable future. Like, because I think their idea is for you to go out there, like us four to go out in a party and the stories aren't so much about the narrative experience. It's about the memorable moments. Like exactly. Casey and I were walking to a mission the other day and we came into this place that was kind of like an old rundown rock quarry, but it looked like Mordor. And we just went right into the freaking Lord of the Rings references. Yeah. Because- <laughs> yeah. I was like, one does not simply walk to the miners. You know, I was like walking behind him. I just go, don't you leave him, Sam Wise Gamji. And I don't mean to. And so like, to me, like that's it. I, I completely agree. Like that's who this game is for. If it's, if you're just looking for a platform to hang out with your friends online, joke around, whatever. It's a massive world to explore. Um, it's a massive empty world with no NPCs. Yeah. But, but that being said, there are still little gems scattered here and there that you can find. Like you, you can go see these weird, crazy things happening 
to a much more subdued amount. But again, it's basically again like 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 you see a thieves experience at first off. There's not a whole lot to do in that game, right? Mm-hmm. Let's be or whenever I was playing, whenever um, it's a lot more fun whenever you know you got your friend puking off the side of the deck and you're you know exactly. crashing your ship and you're doing all like that's who this game is for. If if I had to say, um, I wouldn't say it's for casual people because I couldn't. I can't in good conscience recommend a game that takes at least three to four hours to maybe start having fun because mm-hmm. again that tutorial grind is. A, the worst that yeah, I I've ever experienced. The worst part about that is the only enemy you're basically seeing is a scorch. Right. That's like it. Like once you get out of like that early area and you start seeing the mole man and all the creatures. Yeah. And stuff all the like creature. That. You're like, oh, there is a honey beast. Have you seen that? Yet? I haven't seen that. Yeah. Like it's a beast that has a beehive on its back. I have not seen that. Like things like that. You're just like, it's so cool and ridiculous. You just don't see that anywhere. I don't know. So it's not without its merits. If you had asked me a week ago, I would have told you this was a dumpster fire of a game. Yeah. Like I, I think I, words. I think I, I think I literally told John that it was hot trash. Like I, I was, I was prepared to give it like the most scathing review and everything. Um, oh wait, that, that, that's not what you just. No, 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 no. <laughs> so, so I mean, it's come up. It's come up. Uh, yeah. that's what you in my know. estimation. <laughs> so it's time to show your, show us your Richards. Yeah. All right then. Let's do this. <laughs> All right. Let's so, seriously uh, show it. Uh, again, if you asked me about a week ago, I'd probably say like a two or a three. Oh. Uh, but since then, uh, getting play, getting more familiar with the world and the systems and stuff like that, plus playing co-op and you know making your own fun, it, it sort of chubbed up to about a seven. <laughs> Whoa, chubbed. Chubbed up. Yeah. I, I, like, like, this I, like, the, I like the term. You? I'll say a seven in the sense that. It's not so much what it is, but also optimistic about what it could be with exactly. continued support. So, uh, as is right now, right now, probably six, six and a half, but I will be generous and, and give it the full seven, uh, as we all do. Yeah. We, just hype it up. A and bit. I'm generally, and I think that's also partially, partially personal bias because I love the franchise so much and I want it to succeed. So, cause I normally do stuff pretty harshly. Um, yeah, I would say uh, I, I, I'm comfortable with the seven. I'm comfortable sitting at a, a solid seven. I, not more than that. N- not more than yeah, that at all. No. Hey, a seven typically pleases. Yeah. Oh. What you um, got, Chris? <laughs> yeah, Casey heard me the very first night when we were playing this, this and we were hitting all those lag issues and just. All these terrible overseer quests. Yeah, the overseer the worst quest thing. is worse. Like, it's go listen to this holotape for two minutes, walk over here, yeah. listen to this holotape. And this is how you get water. Let me tell you two minutes about getting water. Isn't that great? Yeah. Cool, now go kill these things, come back, and we'll talk more about water. Um, <laughs> yeah, and it's kind of funny. Like, you got to the camp, the end of the camp tutorial is the, is the last tutorial. And I just remember Chris is like, yeah, I, th- I think I'm good. I, I, I think I'm good for the night. <laughs> yeah. At that point, I was probably about ready to say five. Um, I'm kind of in the same vein of Casey. I think long term, it feels Richards. Yeah, it feels optimistic Richards. It feels like it could be a seven eventually. Like you just don't know how these games are going to evolve. But I do have some worries in the sense of like. How long can Bethesda support this? And like, how big of a staff can they really dedicate to it when we know there yeah. are two humongous games that they're banking on from that main crew at Bethesda Softworks that are in development and are probably very much Pete Hines saying, you have a deadline. 
and this needs to be out and it I needs mean, to be exceptional. Um, they so, haven't even started that Elder Scrolls game. You know that. Sure. They're probably they put, in their they, early development phases they, they of put, it. They put that, that logo together yeah. though for E3. It looks like a part of the map I saw. Checkmate. After they saw sales for this game. Um, but. (laughs) Oh man, we, we really got it. I would say, but yes, if you were buying this like right now today and you're just like, look, I'm going to play this for two weeks and that's it. it, It's probably a six. Yeah. You know, that's probably the best I could give it. Uh, and then I saw you like, uh, I don't know if you're going to talk about these Facebook comic comments later but i saw on your page it was specifically asking should you pick up this game yeah or some some people were um <laughs> yeah, my, buddy, that, my buddy richard uh reached out asking what? um yeah i know yeah <laughs> um he reached out specifically and said like look you know truth is i've got kids now and one's always playing Fortnite, and the other's always playing my switch or whatever or something like that along the lines of what he said and he said i don't know how much time i would get into this and i would say if that's the case, just just go ahead and skip it. Yeah, it's a hard not pass. worth your time. Well, see, Richard, if you're listening, had I said something He's like that, not. I would have gotten lectured by these two going, you need to just, you need, you're the adult. <laughs> you need to kick your kid out of the room. <laughs> you need to go to bed. That's because it's well, you. Well, yeah, because I know Richard, <laughs> will, I know all. what Richard will need to do. I mean, like, like Richard's a man's man. He, he makes wood. Hands the size of dinner so plates. Nobody jokes, makes dude. wood. Nature so makes many wood. jokes. Richard he, makes like, wood. He does yep. a bunch of like wood carving and stuff like that. So yeah, <laughs> it's like perfect, right? He's making did, me uh, a Bama pen. Did any chance we got any mail on this? Um, no, we did not gain okay. direct mail for this week. Okay, well, good on that. All right. Well, let's. Uh, Fine job, gentlemen. Thank you for the insight and the shame, the uh, knowledge that I'll never play this game. It was a lot shame. of work. It was a lot of work. Shame. <laughs> You want to play some more of this afternoon? I do, actually. Okay, yeah. <laughs> Let's go to the news. Hot off the press and straight to your ears. Weekly Games Chat presents the news. News! News! news. Oh, we're tired. Oops. Yeah. So it's time for news and stuff, huh? I guess. All right. So, Chris, this is not how you normally do it. What's happening right now, dude? There Why we don't go. You just calm down. Just calm down. Okay. Um, so everybody's excited about all these mini consoles that are being released and, you know, the PlayStation one's coming out. We talked about it and everything. Um, but a lot of people have assumed that maybe the next thing for Nintendo was the N64 Classic. Wrong! No Nintendo 64 Classic for now. Uh, while many have assumed that Nint- uh, the N64 Classic was an, an, an inevitable thing, yep, yep, yep. Nintendo has indicated that it has no plans to release at this time. Reggie Fizzame indicated that we were clear when we did the first two classic series that, for us, uh, these were limited time opportunities that were a way for us as a business to bridge from the conclusion of Wii U as a hardware system to the launch of Nintendo Switch. Make money. Make money. Uh, that was the very strategic reason we launched the NES Classic System. End quote. Look, you guys weren't buying the Wii U. We had to do something. We had to. We had to come up with a plan. Some uh, some tape in the holes to hold the water back. We're gonna for do a, a survival Mario game uh, to sort of hemorrhage. The, <laughs> yeah, you know all that. I, again, my same concern with the PlayStation Classic. Um, I just don't think those games, and we've said this so many times. I don't think they hold up the way that like a sprite based, um, eight or 16 bit kind of game does. So I'm, I'm glad they're not doing an N64 classic for now, even though I know there's some people 
have like their best games ever on that system and they, they would think it'd be great to hold it's a like, little mini controller and how many could they even that's the problem like that they're probably looking at too is like how many classics are there on Nintendo Six that they could get. Uh, uh there's a ton Okay, bro. so you can do you could do Majora's Mask, right? You could do Ocarina, Mario, Mario 64, 64 Super Fox Mario 64. Yeah, uh Super um Mario Kart 64. Mhm. GoldenEye, GoldenEye, Donkey Kong Country. I don't know how well GoldenEye. <laughs> people, people would still buy Golden, it. Oh, GoldenEye is mean, the jam. Yeah. Not buy it, that one doesn't hold time up. Time I don't. But see, I don't think they'd dark. be able to get Wave Golden. Race sixty four. Like that thing. I don't think Pilot Wing sixty four. Superman, Superman sixty four. No. How dare you? So like these Resident are... Evil two. <laughs> yeah. You know. see the thing. Blast is, core. The thing about the Nintendo sixty four. I think. I think those games. The console obviously did not sell anywhere close to what the PlayStation did, the PlayStation 1. But I think those games, the library of Nintendo 64, are more beloved than the library of PlayStation. I, I kind of agree with that. So, I mean, that's where... You got the Final Fantasy series on yeah, PlayStation. I mean, like, Casey's throwing yeah, but, the word but, anecdotal around. But they're not on the classic. Yeah. It's like... Probably uh, for a reason. Well, then, <laughs> never mind, because there's like a... Counterpoint Baron. Yeah. Yeah. Seven is, though. Is seven, it? Is seven yeah, on seven there? is the yeah, one on there. Good call. Well, I think like that probably kind of trumps most of the N64 games collectively, They'll, just because of yeah. anecdotal. Because <laughs> you know, Final Fantasy VII was like a pop culture phenom. Yeah, in and of oh, itself, of that was what made absolutely. everyone buy that console. Absolutely, I agree. I agree. They got. Uh, you I didn't put, buy that console for that reason. So your your statement right there has a flaw in it. You put Paper Mario. No on one there. cares about you. you put John Star Fox on there. You no, know nothing. I mean, there's plenty of stuff. Um, I would not put Donkey Kong 64 on there because that game's straight up trash. But uh, what, Mega, what oh, about the Mega Man game? But you named it. The Mega what? Man game. I like, named it. He didn't. I did. Uh, that game's the bomb. It is um, trash. Turok and its excellent control scheme. Um, I think that's the big I'd, thing. I'd I, leave I, that one off. That's the big thing. Like <laughs> there are certain things that are on that console that, like control wise, and, and are that I don't know how well they would age. Like they'd have to go in there. And make an effort to update. Like, for instance, like you said. Well, that would come with a controller. Yeah. For instance, <laughs> the big one would be. I really didn't mean that disrespectfully. <laughs> for instance, the big one would be, as you said, even though I don't think they could get the game because of the license, would be Goldeneye. Like, Goldeneye, the way that plays as a shooter back in 1996 versus today. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Everyone would be like, what is this garbage? Versus, like, when you play Final Fantasy VII. It plays like a turn-based RPG, right? You yeah. Know, everyone's Again, you launch, what is this garbage? You launch, you launch GoldenEye. You play it for like two minutes. Game sucks. What's next? I gotta yeah. get the Golden Gun, bro. Yeah. The one Yo, man, that was the Golden Gun was sick. <laughs> right? Get on like uh, that Egypt level yes. or Aztec, and yes. boom, it, that was it. You put you, you put uh, like you, three TVs together. You uh, you played Odd Job a lot, didn't you? I, you're you're the kind. <laughs> yeah. you're, you're the kind yeah. of person. Yeah. What's, what's wrong with that? <laughs> you know, whatever. That's cool, man. To each his own, bro. Yeah. Speaking of what? Nothing. Nothing. I'm going to quit that. Yeah, don't do. Well, no, it's your bit now because you speak of everything. I can't do it. No, that's you got to do it. It's your bit. That's my bit. Yeah, it's your bit. Metroid Prime Four is well in development, and while Metroid Prime Four is not ready to show yet, Reggie did have some thoughts to share. Quote, internally we have expectations about when Metroid Prime Four is going to be released. We haven't announced it, but yeah. The game is well in development. Typically six months to maybe a year out is what we like to do. But there are times for strategic reasons that we believe it's important to message that a game is coming. Because we have none right now. (laughs) Oh, man. 
on the horizon after after Smash Bros, right? I thought uh, Metroid was a dead franchise. <laughs> I mean, I'm not trying to be funny. Why, I just thought. Why they, does Casey want you to, to to kill him? He's not wrong. <laughs> no, I mean, like, because you haven't heard a lot about it recently. They released like a soccer game, time, like hand, <laughs> oh, <what laughs> Samus soccer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, he's he's not he he's being a jerk to oh, be sure. Casey, but he's got a point. Yeah, he does. He does. Okay, does Dead Franchise was a little bit overdone, but like I, I just didn't. Th- I didn't um, think that like Metroid like it says was inevitable. Like, was it though? Like, because no, it wasn't. Because like it also could have been a rebranding of of Metroid. You could have had another not Metroid Prime, but just another entry in the Metroid series. Well, you see what I mean? Like, cause, yeah. Because Metroid Prime wasn't even a thing until GameCube, right? Correct. So it could very easily be a new style of Metroid game. Yeah, people are. Uh, that's. I mean, people are assuming that Metroid Prime Four is a first-person shooter. I'm hoping it's not a first-person shooter. I'm hoping it's like a a game designed in the in the realm and the way Recore is. I'd yeah. love to see a Metroid game that works like that. Record that would be good, that would it? be the perfect yeah. design cuz uh except good. It was, yeah, <laughs> Bill yeah. would like it to sell as well as Record did. Well, see I'm that's sure. the thing. Metroid good point. Metroid does not <laughs> uh, Metroid does not have a history of selling very well even the Prime series. Which is unfortunate because I actually also love that series. Oh yeah. Um plus like Super Metroid was awesome. Wasn't it though? Yeah. Can't Jeez. wait to play it. I've never played it. What? Seriously? Yeah. Wow. That is yeah. a shame. I've got a mini Super Nintendo. I'm going to play it on that. Oh, you have? You, yeah. yeah. When's that happening? When I open it finally after a year. Because, see, I bought it the last time they were out, and I was like, they're never going to have these again. Boy, was I wrong. <laughs> but that but I, $900. <laughs> see, Reggie has a habit of double speak. He's good at it. Double it. But that makes me go, Metroid Prime 4 is 2020, not 2019, unfortunately. I felt that way when they were... It just makes me so. I mean, please just show it. I just want to see it. (laughs) They'd have to start. If that's the case, then what do you think is? They have to start it. What do you think the big game for Nintendo is next fall or next year? I think they're going to crap out their Wii U releases that that could have that are quite amazing. Finally, Mario Maker comes out for it. No, no, I don't think that's. I just don't think that works on Switch. I could see a new (laughs) Mario Kart, like Mm. specifically for the Switch. Yeah, you know, Mm. not just Mario Kart Eight. Point five. That's got to be. I soon. think it's going to be catered around their online. They got to cater some business up over there. Business. Some business. That's um, a good game for it, right? Yeah. It's a good point. No, Casey. I would, good I, point. I think. I think they would. I think they're just going to remaster is, the. Crap is the Pokemon out of their Let's Go technically the Pokemon they were showing? I wasn't off talking. That day? It's okay. <laughs> I don't know. Okay. You were just. It was drivel. <laughs> I, was, I was tired of it. See, here's the thing, angry? John. Like, don't take it personally. Like, you have like a very soothing white noise voice, and yeah, it's just very. People just don't and, realize I'm talking. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's what it the is. Thing that, and that what? It's like velvet dipped in honey. Like it's you know it's like it's terrible. It's actually. just a thing that's what there. Exactly is You've got the invitation. In you don't have to. It's smooth. <laughs> that sounds really sticky. It's, it's two smooth things. <laughs> it's also sticky. Just wear velvet. Velvet is smooth by itself. No, dip it in honey so it sticks to you, man. Like that's (laughs) only one side instead of peanut butter. How many sides of the velvet? You only need the inside to stick, man. Have you ever? Do you not know? (laughs) Hey, news, Sean. News. You know what else is smooth? (laughs) This transition. What? Spyro fans angry. (laughs) Boo on the smooth. (laughs) Uh, Fans noticed quickly that the cutscenes in Spyro Reignited trilogy did not have subtitles. Uh, Riot. Some were not happy. Burn it all down. Activision has since issued a statement on the issue. 
Well, that's good. Uh, that did not seem to go over very well. Uh, quote, when, just like that sentence, <laughs> <laughs> quote, when toys for Bob, is that for real? <laughs> That's for real. Okay. Set out to make an awesome game collection. <laughs> there were certain decisions that needed to be made throughout the process. The team remained committed to keeping the integrity and legacy of Spyro that fans remembered <laughs> intact. The game was built from the ground up using a new engine for the team and was localized in languages that had not previously been attempted by the studio. While there's no industry standard for subtitles, the st- uh, yeah, there is. Uh, the studio and Activision care about the fans' experience, especially with respect to accessibility for people with different abilities, and will evaluate going forward, end quote. A.K. look, we <laughs> wanted to make this thing, and no one thought we should go in to do things to add uh, subtitles, subtitles to, to all the cutscenes. It's all like, these really, games. guys? We gave you a remaster of Spyro. Yeah. All I heard was they hate deaf people. That, that was the that last was, part. That was the last part that I saw. It's like, yeah, uh, there's no industry standard of fan, different different abilities. We'll evaluate going forward. Yeah, y'all, tough luck, man. Yeah, yeah, he's got a point. I'm not surprised, but I'm sure now there there's probably like a team of five guys at Activision who are guys he, does sound good. Yeah, yeah, yeah there we go. Um, who are just slugging away putting in subtitles and at least in English, I would think. Screw the French and the Germans and, and all them. I exactly, guess, right? sir. <laughs> Nine. Uh, that said, the game is apparently selling exceptionally well. Would you say exceptionally? It was number one in the On UK, the UK charts. Yeah. I'm so sick of you and stupid little UK. Hey, I mentioned UK first. I know you did. It's yeah. a tiny What's third world country actually, that nobody cares to about. To be fair, <laughs> if Pokemon had had both versions packaged as one, that would have been They would have blew it out the water. So, speaking of blowing it out oh the water, nothing, no, nothing. Kingdom Hearts three is done, delayed to twenty twenty. Is that real? Troll. That's not real. That's, that's a troll. Yeah, Square Enix has finished development on Kingdom Hearts three, and according to director Tetsuya Nomura, oh, he does that better than Chris. Quote: If you haven't had the chance that. yet, now would be the time. Now would be a good time to prep by playing one point five plus two point five and two point eight equals fourteen. See you next month. With Kingdom Hearts 2 being a 14-year-old oh. game, fans have been waiting for this for a long time. That's true. Hey, Chris, how do you say uh, Tetsuo Nomura? Uh, Tetsuo no, Nomura? Tetsuya. <laughs> Tetsuya Nomura. Because I, I read the last part as, as America. Like America. Yeah, because America. Because America. Yeah. So, <laughs> that's one there. I would have probably said though, really, I would have said. Anybody, anybody excited about Kingdom Hearts 3? Oh, I'm going to play it. Yeah? Yeah. I played the first one. <laughs> <laughs> I did not so. come back for two. Oh, well, that's good because you would have been waiting 14 years. Yeah. Anyway. Anybody else excited about I'm going to play it. Look, look. <laughs> Donkey put out a video, and at first I thought it was a comic, you know, because he usually does comedic videos. I thought it was like just taking all these things and starting out with basics and then adding a bunch of stuff that actually did not happen in Oh no. Casey started petting Penny. <laughs> yes. Yeah, oh no. Down. She 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 accepts the love and wants But more. um like the video <laughs> I thought was going to be one of those ones where it's like hey, it was supposed to be the complete history of Kingdom Hearts, right? And I thought it was going to be a thing where it starts out, here's some real stuff and then we're just going to go into absurd. And that's what I thought was going on as I was watching this, but then I actually read like below in the comments like and the guy was like 
this video is actually 99% accurate. And I was like, dear God, there's so much just BS in this series. Well, those trailers are awkward as heck. Yeah. I mean, was, watching them makes me physically uncomfortable. It is the most Japanese mainstream game I've seen but in a while. But if you, if you play the Kingdom Hearts, it makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, yeah absolutely. I'm sure. It does. Um, it, dream drop Chris, distance. Chris doesn't like Disney movies. No, that's, that's not. That's not it's true not, at it's all. Not true. Or the yeah. Japanese as a culture and people. <laughs> Japan. Is that true, Chris? He hates Kojima. Who does? Uh, that guy, John. That guy. Yeah. Who yeah. all played Monster Hunter World? I played the beta. That doesn't count. <laughs> that doesn't count. I the beta. Uh, THQ Nordic will crank 35 out. Today. Oh, boy. How, like, in a day? Probably. That's that, rough. That'll, that'll hurt. Yeah, that's an average day for me. Uh, Man, what are they, 16? <laughs> THQ Nordic has several titles on the way, including upcoming, uh, what does the Goy mean? Darksiders Game of 3. the Year. I know. Um, that was, that was part oh, of my, sorry. I'm tired. Uh, and Metro Exodus. But the company has more on the way. Uh, during a, a quarter three financial report on November 14th, TXQ Nordic founder and CEO Lars Wingforce. Mm. Viking. I, I need to change my name to Lars like immediately. <laughs> shared that 35 total games were being produced by the end of the most recent quarter, uh, of which 20 or which only 20 have revealed thus far. That's somewhat worrisome. Are those going to be like full, like real, real games or is it just going to be um, like, I don't know. Gotta make money. You make them. It depends, on these properties, it man. depends on how you look at it. I mean, they, they're sneaking stuff out, um, that we don't even think about. There was a game last year called battle chasers. I, yeah. I played, I played them. And that game. was a THQ Nordic yeah, published game. Uh, yeah. totally don't forget to be a mobile game. I play that game every weekend with wild Turkey. <laughs> but um, it's funny. Thank you. It's really funny. You, you were you said something about that could be. Trouble I mean, it, thirty-five games for a studio publisher. I mean, yeah, I, I agree. It kind of depends what the list is, but mm. we know they've bought all these properties, so it's like, well, are they going to run is, this thing where it's like they're just cranking out things and like, look, you got this date, and that's the date, and we we are not moving. You they know? don't seem to be work. They don't seem to be working like that. Uh, now I'm only saying that with an example of one. They interviewed the director for Darksiders Three on Game Informer, and they it he gave every impression. I know he yeah. has to speak, but he gave every impression that THQ is a, is approaching game development very conservatively. For example, the first the, the no, with thirty five titles. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. <laughs> Darksiders Three has a cheaper budget. Than the first Darksiders does. Yeah. Ah, the old quantity, not quality approach. Yeah, that well, would have worry though, right? Because you're going, that was a game that designed what, 2008? 2012. Wasn't that? No, no, it was 2010. Okay. Darksiders we'll 2. We'll get it right in a minute, guys. <laughs> but the point is, <laughs> I, I just mean, took a shot in dark. the point is, they have all the assets, they have all the stuff. And they have the development team. For a team of 65, there's about 40 of them who worked on the franchise previously. Mm-hmm. So it, what the director was talking about was you'd be amazed about how much money is wasted by developers from just throwing stuff away. And with this approach, you've got people who've worked on this game who understand the assets, who understand the lore. So much more of it does not have to be thrown away. 
And they're just approaching game development, particularly with this title on Metro Exodus, a little bit more conservatively than your average developer is. So I wouldn't worry about the number so much because it seems like they're approaching it with some fiscally responsible. So you're, you're suggesting THQ like finally went through Six Sigma training? Like <laughs> that's funny. Is, like, that's that really so funny. funny. <laughs> like, that's so funny. This is not THQ. This is THQ Nordic. THQ it's completely Nordic. different. Yeah. It's a completely different company. But now oh, they're Six Sigma. Man, that completely five. changes my point. So THQ Nordic just went through Six Sigma training. <laughs> that's funny. Like that's the I that's know the, what he's saying. That's where what Six Sigma training is. It's more of like though you're talking like reusing assets. I don't know if you noticed, Casey and I played a game all week that literally just reused a bunch of assets, oh, and boy. it sure as heck didn't matter in terms of how good it was. So you know, okay, yeah. The way the here's how you think about it. Darksiders was about forty million dollars budget. That so that that means Darksiders three is like thirty five million dollars. Let's say this let's say this game sells only a million copies. It makes a profit. That's sure. just that's all that's all I'm saying. Yeah. That's my point. No, I got you. Um, That's actually also a fun fact why they do a lot of um, low budget scary horror films is because you don't nobody like three people goes and sees it and you make a profit. So one hero never does it. Was it? It's like yeah, yeah, it's like one hit for a horror movie from a studio (laughs) basically pays for all the flops. Yeah. So um, I mean, I guess I could see that if you're doing 35 games and. Only a few of them have to hit, then good strategy for them. Uh, yeah, and that's why I figure what it's more of like, look, we have all these properties, make 35 games, see what sticks, and then they're probably going to tighten a lot of it down. Plus they, I mean, plus they, they're not just buying properties, they're buying studios as well. So Deep Silver was purchased and they're working on, uh, Dead Island 2. I, I think that is still in development with them. So that's coming out by way of THQ Nordic. So it's an interesting thing for sure. I can eat because y'all don't have to read. That's true, man. Good point, Chris. I think it's you. No. Oh. No. Was that me? Mm-hmm. Apologies. I ran my mouth for so long. Yeah, the Walking Dead the yeah, is did. resuming resuming production. As of November 19th, Skybound... And team members of uh, Telltale Games, uh, Skybound is the production company that does the TV show um, and the comic. Who cares? I can't remember. Uh, and team members of Telltale Games have resumed completing production on The Walking Dead the final season. Release dates for the final two episodes will be announced shortly. Those who purchase the season pass will not need to pay again. Well, that's nice of them. Well, <laughs> it's nice of them to live up to their obligation. Well, not theirs, but you know, still, never mind. Anyway, go Quote, ahead. thank you for your patience while we worked on Telltale to take control of Telltale's The Walking Dead. It's be a ton. Of, it's been a ton it's, of work. It's be a ton. It's been a ton of work logistically Man, and I, legally I to get us stuff. to work place, mm-hmm. get, us to, get us to a place where we... Where we're able to roll You're really up our sleeves. this up, John. The microphone's in my way. <laughs> the what? The microphone's in my way. But I'm not being a D and telling you to move the microphone. Well, you just did. There you go, buddy. <clears throat> I heard it. Yeah. It's been a ton of work logistically. <laughs> I'll, I'll just sit back. It's all good. I just have this honeysuckle voice that nobody hears. It's I'm been a ton. It's been a ton of work getting this freaking news thing out. Uh, it's been a ton of work logistically and legally to get us to a place where we're able to roll up our sleeves and get to the actual work. 
after Telltale shut its... You know, nobody cares. <laughs> we do. We, we I put, don't care. I, do it. I don't care. Do Read the thing. We're yeah. excited to let you know that many of the talented, passionate team members who originally worked on this mediocre game are resuming development efforts today. It didn't Jeez. say mediocre, John. Yeah. Golly, dude. I'm glad they will uh, finish out. Same, yeah. Same I, here. I think it's a good thing that the people who enjoy these games get closure. That's good, but... yeah. You know, it ain't me. I, I hate everything about it. Ain't me. Dead. It ain't me. <laughs> wow. I ain't no more. Oh, oh, Walking Dead's you. good this year. It really is. I, oh boy. Oh boy. Penny. <clears throat> Penny, down, we're doing girl. the news. Penny. Come on. All right. Uh, let's keep let's keep this train rolling, fellas. PlayStation's best selling games. Uh, Sony's PlayStation Four launched five short years ago. And the company took the opportunity to release some sales figures on the console as well as a new Call of Duty Black Ops 4 bundle. Uh, they revealed that Sony has sold more than 86.1 million PlayStation million. 4 consoles and 777.9 million pieces million. of software to date. Here are the five best selling games in an alphabetical order. Call of Duty Black Ops 3. Call of Duty World War 2. FIFA 17, FIFA 18, and Grand Theft Auto 5. So, That's a so depressing list. Do we all want to guess which one's probably the top selling? Uh, FIFA 17. <laughs> nah, that one's that one's the the one, right? If we're going by UK, you're probably right. Or not just UK, the world, dude. Yeah, yeah. The world buys soccer. I'm gonna go with the the, the last one there. I don't. Grand know. Theft Auto V. The world. The game sold. 90 million copies? No. Ooh, Man, that game's 779 or 77.9 million. The world. So that's like 110. <laughs> you that, math well. That game's selling like Tetris. That thing is yeah, ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. People really like murdering hookers. Huh. I did not I know murder them. I just, I just huh. walk and go, hey, wait a minute. Wait when a you run man for man president one day, you I'm just going to put that in a quote. <laughs> you mean to tell me that in GTA 5, you can murder prostitutes? You can. Huh. <laughs> you, you, you they should. have just sold another copy. <laughs> well. Hey, in Red Dead, you can take a bubble bath. Boo. Pick that up, too. Speaking of uh, terrible. Speaking of selling out, Sony will skip E3. <gasps> Is that me? It's me. Okay. For the first time in 24 years, um, Sony and PlayStation will not appear at E3 in 2019. As reported by Game Informer, Sony is, quote, exploring new and familiar ways to engage our community in 2019. As the industry evolves, Sony Interactive Entertainment continues to look for inventive opportunities to engage the community. PlayStation fans mean the world to us, and we always want to innovate, think differently, and experiment with new ways to delight gamers. As a result, we have decided not to participate in E3 in 2019. We are exploring new and familiar ways to engage our community in 2019 and can't wait to share our plans with you. End quote. They went on to clarify that they will not be hosting a press conference mm. on or around E3. They're not ready to show off that PS5 yet. Yeah, that sounds <laughs> like the only thing that's going to be out before E3 that we know of is uh, Days Gone. Unless it gets delayed again. I don't think that's going to happen, though. Uh, so you have all these big games you showed off last year. I don't think they want to come back and reshow them again. Probably I because they, I told you they blew their wad early. Yeah, like I think the big thing is that mm. there's probably a lot of them that won't even be out 
next fall. I think there's a good chance, like, Hideo Kojima's game probably won't be out next fall. Or ever. Um, the one that we, the one that we saw from, um, the folks who did Infamous, the, uh, the samurai game. I doubt that will be out next fall. That's, that's, I can't wait to play that game. And of course, the Final Fantasy remake isn't going to be out next fall. That doesn't matter. All the points you're making doesn't matter. But from their perspective of what they're looking at, they don't want to go up there and be like, okay, here's here's all all this stuff. we've already shown you because we literally can't show you the new stuff because PlayStation five isn't announced yet. That's, and that's what it's all being uh, developed. For. That's Plus exactly all those what titles I was thinking. Are PlayStation I, 5 titles. I think we're probably, or at least cross generational titles on, on this very, on this very program we've talked about before how we foresaw E3 as we know it and love it to mm. not be that anymore. That, it could be yeah. that people are going to start doing things like this. Nintendo kind of opted out obviously a few years ago and mm-hmm. they do their Nintendo directs and, and Sony they, the last few years, if we've watched how they've trended, they've done different things, mm-hmm. you know, than say the traditional Microsoft, you know, on stage thing. Uh, this past year, obviously they were showing the theatrical way that they did it. And the three big blocks of what they did the year before they were on that weird stage and it was a weird vibe, uh, cause they had like the theater curtain and you remember that yeah, they yeah. showed God of War and everything. So this didn't surprise me when they said they were going to skip it because I think, I mean, obviously, and I say this a lot about these kind of companies, they know and they have a vision of where they want to go. And for whatever reason, they're like, we don't need E3. I don't think they're going to come back after this year. And I, that's possible. I think yeah. this is, this is possibly the beginning of, these big three kind of doing their own thing. And maybe Microsoft yeah. stays I, I, and forever. I don't know. But well, that, th- that's kind of my mindset. On just that. like Nintendo opted out. But Sony is completely checked out. Yeah. I mean, Nintendo still has a has a booth at E3. They still do a Nintendo Direct. There's absolutely no engagement from Sony for 2019. Yeah. And I don't know what the – I don't. I, I haven't heard much chatter about or reaction it's a different. It's it's a it's it's a fascinating difference that five years makes when Nintendo is getting ripped a new one for just saying they're going to do a Nintendo Direct as opposed to a press conference. They're still there. They still have a presence. Sony does this, and I could be wrong. I've heard nothing, no well, whining, I'm, 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 no complaining, <laughs> no criticism at all. And it's to your point, as I've as as many of us have said over the past five years, E three as sad as I think it is because I love it. It's my Same. Christmas every year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's on its way out because should never YouTube, get rid of the booth babes. internet. <laughs> the, booth babes. the internet, I knew it. the internet is doing. You know, I mean, jur- journalism for for all these press conferences. Nintendo was right; they still get reported on. From anywhere, from any publication, regardless of how they do it, regardless of how yeah. they, whether it's a press conference or not. So, I, I mean, Sony doing this, I think, has a lot to do with what they showed last year when they're and what they're not ready to show now. Maybe a combination. But at yeah. the same time, the quote is there. They're looking for new ways to bring their stuff to the audience. Hey, if you think about, we, you know, how we talked about BlizzCon. Mm-hmm. What if they're trying to do a thing that's like, yeah, it was bad this year, but you know. <laughs> Their fans, they have, they have that huge fan base that love Blizzard. Yeah. And they have a huge thing and a huge part of the audience too is the online Good. viewers who purchase the, the virtual ticket to be in there. I could see them doing their own little shtick around a certain time and creating their whole new like Sony PlayStation day. Mm-hmm. I know they have. Well, they canceled PSX. This right. Year. And that may be because they're tying something together that's 
Well, imagine generating revenue, getting paid for you advertising. Right. That's exactly. That's a brilliant way to do it. Um, they're all going towards. They should. They absolutely should do that. Here, pay me money so I can show you my ad. Yeah. Is is brilliant. <laughs> I don't think it, but do that. you bundle it in a way where you feel like as a consumer, I can't believe I get to watch this kind of thing. Sure, it's yeah. I I kind of look at this and I still say the number one driving force is obviously play, PlayStation Five isn't ready to show to the public, and they are going to be very particular because to their credit, the thing that probably more than anything else I think was the start and catalyst for them winning this generation was the announcement of the PlayStation 4. When they came out and they nailed that, and then you coupled it when they went to E3 and then just decimated Microsoft uh, from their conference you know, a few hours earlier, everyone started thinking, I'm going to switch. Well, you know, that, awesome. That's when the minds were kind of won. So they're kind of looking and saying, we don't really need to announce this right now because we have, you know, they have consoles got 86 million uh, units out there right now, right? We don't need to go out there and show these games again, and we can't show the new things to them because people might think it's for PlayStation 4 when it's not. So let's just halt there is- and let the money flow in. Yeah. And you know what? As far as this next thing, let Microsoft do what Microsoft's going to do this year, and we'll go from there. And when we're ready to make our hit, we'll make it. There is something to be said about the argument of showing up and just taking it. Sure. Um, cause I don't know, you, you know, I, like you said, 86 million units sold, this might not really have a blip as far as damage, but where is Call of Duty going to show its game? Yeah, that's true. Where, where, are, where are all these titles that, that say, can we use your stage to premiere our game? Granted, they didn't do it last year, but I mean, you know, where, is, um... is, is Call of Duty... I mean, Xbox's Xbox's stage is the only one left to show. But do you know where Call of Duty is going to be bundled this holiday season? Hmm. With a PlayStation. True. And, and yeah, I yeah, wouldn't yeah. be surprised. Yeah. But that deal was locked in probably yeah, six months ago. I wouldn't be surprised, though, that where you're saying on that is, one, kind of what they've been doing the last couple of years. They usually have their own launch like event a couple of weeks before E3. So they might just show it there and then at most give Microsoft a sizzle reel. Yeah, and then And then like go, okay. And, and then a couple like a couple hours later, by the way, here's the new trailer up on YouTube and all these PlayStation deals coming this fall because, you well, know, we they, got part. But the, the only thing that got me, I'll, you want to go first? No, go ahead. I'll make a quick point and then you can go. All right. The thing that got me was they went on to clarify. <clears throat> yeah. They're, they're not doing anything around E3. That's where I'm yeah. like, they're really, they're really separating themselves. Well, to me, I see, I disagree because if they were separating, they would have something like, for instance, Microsoft even separated a little bit last year. Uh, it was kind of under the radar, but they didn't put, you know, the way that ESR, uh, or I'm sorry, ESA, who is the folks who put this on, right? Make the money primarily is make boost, the money. Uh, boost space on the, um, convention floor, right? Microsoft didn't go there last year. They actually, because they had just gotten that Microsoft theater across the street from, um, the Staples Center. They converted, that's where they did their, um, their conference at and that's where they did all their, like, you know, hey, come and try out our games for a couple of days type thing. So they weren't even on the convention floor last year. So I could definitely see this situation where, yeah, I think they're all eventually going to leave, but I don't know if PlayStation right now is hinting like, yeah, it's, it's next year. We'll have to see 
how they handle their PlayStation five announcement and then what they decide to do afterwards. Like, are they coming out and not announcing it in March and saying, by the way, we're not going to E3 this year, but on June 6th, you can tune in for the Sony experience. We're going to be hosting that and we're going to show you everything you need to know about PlayStation five. You know, here's the console, here's the price, here's the release date and here's what's coming on lunch. Well, I don't, I don't begrudge them skipping E3. I'm disappointed because I'm going to miss them. Um, that's one less show I I don't get to look forward to. And and you know, look, we've seen this movie before, where if 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 anything, if if we've been taught anything in 2012, gamers are not as a whole loyal to a console. Sure, they go where the cattle goes. They go where the herd goes. Ooh. And and if and if PlayStation's not careful. They've had a couple of missteps with online play and all this stuff. Not showing up to E3 could potentially, I'm not against it, but could potentially be a problem for them. Showing or signaling to gamers that we're really not engaging with you anymore. That could be a little bit, dare I say, I hate this word, problematic. I, 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 was, wait, I was waiting on you to say that because you do, you've pointed out Sony's arrogance from time to time. And I haven't, I haven't heard that from the rumblings of people that I've talked to about you know, they're, they're skipping it, but I do, I don't think they, they plan to, um, completely ignore the fan base. I really do think they, they have this weird idea that they want to find a new way in the same vein of the, their last couple of press conferences yeah. to, to actually engage with them. So we'll see. Possible. But, um, Sony's not going to be there. That's true. But, but <laughs> Xbox will be there though. What? <laughs> After the recent <laughs> announcement from Sony, Xbox in a tweet was quick to say, quote, we can't wait to see you all at E3 2019. <laughs> <laughs> that message doesn't necessarily include a conference, but it's difficult to see uh, Xbox for going a keynote after all the strides they are attempting to take to win back the fan base. This is the, this is a gift to Xbox. Oh, it definitely they have is, an amazing yeah. opportunity to seal the deal here. I mean, yeah. particularly when they've, how many studios is it now? Obsidian was They're like an, up to nine or ten. Nine. I think twenty-two is the number. Oh, I was thinking about the acquisitions from and, the past year. And again, if PlayStation's not careful, Xbox is Xbox. <laughs> Xbox is going to have a string of exclusive games launching with their console. That's probably fine. And that no, well, I mean, if they do, and Xbox Games Pass is still, you know. You still get those exclusives. That that could be fantastic uh, for Microsoft. Uh, as far as <laughs> that's a good point. Yeah, I mean, it's a know, fantastic it's, point. It's not. It's not <laughs> about the console. I mean, because I'm like because I'm I have Games Pass, and there's a million games on there that are fun. I have millions, but also like Ori's coming up. Like I don't have to buy Ori, so oh, that's or great. Crackdown or Crackdown. Um, I. You know that's cool, but but Ori, sure. <laughs> yeah, for sure. But uh, but if they do have more exclusive, because that's the biggest complaint that I've personally had, and I think a lot of other people mm-hmm. have too, is just you know Xbox doesn't have the exclusives. Yeah, but I, I mean, re- that- I remember one year. Remember, guys, one year we were telling people that the console to have for exclusives was the Xbox yeah. One. Yeah, early that? on they came on. Yeah. They were they were cranking it out, and then you could tell all of a sudden. The Something. well went dry. I don't even remember what the exclusive was. And you it was like you, you have your listeners like sitting there looking at 
uh, Spider-Man and uh, God yeah. of War and like, thanks, Weekly Games chat. <laughs> yeah. Thanks for that. Appreciate it. But uh, I got a billion teraflops and nothing to use. I think it was yep. the year that Tomb Raider came out. There was yeah. a bunch of exclusives with that. And the thing was, was that a lot of them were third-party contracts or second-party, I guess, in a way. Right. Um, and then, you know, that kind of went to the wayside. But the thing, to your point, it's like, when you don't have a ton of first party studios, there is no quick fix. It's like, yeah, they got Obsidian. It's going to take Obsidian probably four to five years to make a new game for you. Yeah. So you have to kind of buckle up and, and just go with the program with that and accept there's going to be some growing pains. They're working on Reaper but, too. <laughs> that's fine. It's a hot, it's um, a hot IP. They're, they're, they're it, keeping it. Yeah, they <laughs> should. It was a, it was a, that, it could have been better, but it was a good game. It was, it was a, it's so, a it was, six or a seven. It was a solid, fun, entertaining experience. But I'll say this. End of E3 last year, they teased slightly the next generation. Yeah. And I wouldn't be surprised, you know, I don't know how far along they are. I'm sure it's still 2020 when it's launching. But if Phil could get that console out before, like significantly, you know, months before uh, his competitor, who is going to be the favorite going in, not a bad time to announce, like, and at least show a couple of things off from your new console that is coming in early 2020, if that's the possible, you know, that would be to me, if, if this gift that Sony has given Xbox this opportunity, if, if they're able to take anything and, and really make it something where like, by the way, for three days, you can look at the new Xbox right here, and there's no competition That's to take risky. away from it. That's risky because you don't know yeah. what PlayStation's timeline is. Sure, right. sure, yeah. For releasing the PS5, and then you also know that P like since they didn't go to E3, they don't have to wait for E3. They can just oh, so uh, Microsoft said this is going to be out in 2020. Well, let's hold our own little press conference and say that our PS5 is going to be out in 2019. See, that's, that's just but a, do they have that's a, whole, a gamble. I guess the big thing that they would say is, do they have a whole week where you can just have that on display and have every journalist that covers games in one area to try it out? Maybe. No, I mean, yeah. probably not. But even then, like, <laughs> the the reality sure, of having yeah. your system out first is still going to trump that. So, yeah, well, again, yeah. like, that would be – I think that that would be a, a very big gamble on Microsoft's part to say, hey, new Xbox – at, at this upcoming E3. Yeah. And you guys may not agree with this, but for me, I, I feel like Microsoft has kind of an oversaturated market because I'm just thinking of like this with the console. They had the, the Xbox One, then the One S, and now the One X. And now people are saying there's possibly two consoles coming out in the next thing. And from a PlayStation standpoint, you had the PlayStation 4 and then just the Pro. Mm-hmm. So I think when people hear about more new consoles and more this and that, they're going to be like, really? They That's just fair. released the S and the X and what's good? that could be a thing. Oh yeah. As gamers, sure. we're all excited because we know new stuff is good stuff. I'm not sure if this next thing is going to be a big seller, but finally this week. Well, I, no, uh, it's not finally. Wait, wait. It's not finally. That's kind of like its own thing though. I'm just putting that to the side. This is the last news blurb. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, so finally this. Wait, is- wait, wait! No, no, no! Don't, don't move! Don't move! Don't move! Don't move! <laughs> Sorry, honey. <laughs> He's so excited about that. He I took, liked it. I he liked took it. it there. Casey, what would you say if I came to your house and I said I can't see your disc? Get out! I'd be like, well, <laughs> who peeks now? Yeah, really. 
Yeah, I did. Oh, Look at me anyway. Oh, Pete Patterson a, over there. A recent rumor. Someone peeks and you think that of me? No, I. I'm the one who peeks. Penny, nobody can hear me talk. Yes, we can. Oh, John, were you talking? John, are a you... recent rumor. What suggests that Microsoft is considering releasing an Xbox One with no disc drive. Speaking of your grievance that they've got too many consoles on the market. Yeah, I did all that on purpose. John. The ru- Oh yeah. Yeah. Love you, John. The rumor suggests that the console can be expected sometime in 2019 and cost $200 or less. 200 bones or less? Dude. I'm not surprised with that. And Chris I think it's going to happen. It, I think it's going to happen for sure. Yeah, because that's what they were really angling towards at the beginning of this generation. And it's like, it's funny. They were right about it. It's like, I, I do think we are moving to a place where people would rather just own digital games than. See, I, have I heard this. that this isn't that you own the digital game forever. Well, I mean, if they get the games passed now, but if they were to just buy it digitally, it's it's like you know. you know we see a trend where the current gaming community has their consoles and they have actually hard copies of games, but the digital sales are there and they're, yeah. and they're prominent and people download games Growing consistently. It, but if that's not quite catered the same way, it could be a hiccup. I don't know. Um, anecdotal. Yeah, I haven't bought a, dichotomy. I haven't bought a physical game in. Probably like five years. Yeah, that's crazy. It's like, like I said, everyone who I know that is in like a collector or just plays so many titles, right? That it, you kind of, in a way, you live off of trades because it's, it just cuts out a cost for you to be able to say, Hey, you know, every now and then I get a game that I didn't have to pay for because I trade in three things I'm no longer playing. Believe it or not, I think I'm the only, believe it or not, I think I'm the only one on the show that does that more. I, yeah, I'll do it periodically what? still. Trading in? Because we, we cover so many yeah. things. But it's I've, dying I've, I've made myself do it a lot more. Like I got Starlink for three bucks. Yeah. It just, it makes sense. So, but it's helped me with this show. Help me help you, John. But for the people who are well, out there and like say, you know, say you're that guy, like the typical, what we used to call the typical Xbox 360 game. And you buy Madden and you buy Call of Duty every year. Those are your two games. And maybe every now and then when, you know, a Grand Theft Auto comes out, you buy that too or whatever. You're talking about $120 you spent the whole year. That's not exactly something that's breaking your bank. And you're not, and more than likely with those games, you play them so long that the trade-in value is pretty much not by the time you do trade it in. Uh, you so, really simplified the math there, though. You forgot about season passes, sure, sure, and Madden packs and DLC stuff. That's that's the money out there. But I'm talking about the actual. I'm trading or I'm buying the game. Yeah, and I plan to play it for a whole year. You know, because this is what I play. I, I get what you're it, saying. It, it just see, makes Chris sense. Chris is an analyst. Yeah. And see what an analyst is. Pivot tables. Oh, like he shoots up people in the Middle East and Six like goes on adventures. Jack Ryan was awesome. Right? You know I row in the morning? What? Yeah. <laughs> Did you go to Boston College? Do you know I sometimes watch Jeopardy and just shout answers? Huh. You must Even be no very smart. Here. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. that sounds like something that a normal person, a normal smart person would do. So you Jeopardy. should see me while I'm analyzing. I have like three computer screens and I kind of just go like this and I turn here and go. That's it. So Jeopardy's and, yeah. on Netflix. Yeah, I've seen some. I saw that. Me and Aiden started watching it Friday night. What you ought to do is... Aiden, I'm not done. Oh. Casey. Aiden (laughs) freaked me, freaked me out. The first answers, the first like eight answers. He knew? He knew them. Because they're smart. I was freaking out. Then he started to tank. Hmm. But and I felt better about oh, myself, self esteem wise. I thought uh, I mean, it, like, it was going to be revealed that, <laughs> and then you saw that like it had already been played, and like he, he, he was just yeah. sp- no, he okay. uh, is he yeah. not that smart? 
Oh, I just he's pretty smart. Yeah. Yeah. For a dumb yeah. kid. For a dumb. I mean, I know his mom, and his mom's pretty smart. She's pretty smart. Yeah. She's all right. His dad's pretty smart too. She's all right. Oh, he's all right. <laughs> Not as smart as no, mom. That, no, he's that's cool. a troll. Yeah. Yeah. So do we want to? Casey, I'm sorry I yelled at you. Yeah, we apologize. Me too. Well, I, I mean, I, to be fair, I did cut you off in the middle of the it whole point matter. that you're making. Doesn't matter. But I thought that's how we rolled around here. But you know, I guess I was wrong. So in um, what do you say, Chris? In honor of Thanksgiving week and Black Friday. So yeah, yeah. I, I don't know how we haven't referenced this this week. I tell you uh, so, what, you have wired up, but also as a as one to go to. I think Polygon has a good one out today. We're, we're good. Right. Yeah, we're fine. <laughs> okay. All right. Uh but yeah, uh Black Friday, that thing that's dying because people just shop online now, is Friday. So eat your turkey. <laughs> Listen to Weekly Games chat today. Each turkey Thursday. And go shopping Thursday because that's Black Friday now, yeah, Chris. Everybody yeah. knows that. But tomorrow they need to go see Creed too. Penny, stop shaking your tail on my leg. I thought they were all going I thought they already went last night. <clears throat> I don't know what you're Good talking because you know we do this thing, yeah. yeah, and this thing. There are some uh, good deals out there for those wondering. bunch of PlayStation 4 deals. Uh, you can get a PS4 Slim with Spider-Man at $200 at Amazon, Walmart, Best Buy, and GameStop. A Pro, which would probably be the way to go, with the best-selling... <laughs> with uh, what will eventually be the best-selling game of 2018, Red Dead Redemption 2 Not for true. $400. So basically, you think about it, you're getting the Red Dead Redemption 2 for free in that deal. That's, Casey, did uh, you play that? No, I don't play garbage, except for Fallout 76. Who's going to win the bet, though, Casey? No, I just, uh, oh, you're going to win that. I mean, I'm not even going to play that game. <laughs> um no, I I never played the first one or the even Red Dead Revolver really or any need, of those. No, I do. Okay. Um, I heard spoilers for the ending, mm. and you definitely need to play the first one to understand that. Like, yeah, I mean, yeah, but it's like, See, I don't know. It's, it's let me like, have something, Chris. You're gonna win the sales. Can we just, let me can have we just something. Shut the, up, the Sean. price for the plus. Yeah, I'm sure. like, I'm letting you get your thing. You're right. Yeah, I almost uh, I, I almost pulled the trigger on this today. Uh, so Do you it. can get PlayStation Plus right now. Um, even on Wednesday, you can get it on the PlayStation Store, I believe, uh, for forty dollars. So that's twenty dollars off for for all you Fortnite players. That's a good way to save some cash and take that money and give it right back to Fortnite for some dance that a rapper made, and he'll probably be pissed off about it. Um. <laughs> Is this another That's, topic, ladies and gentlemen? Yeah. That was the dumbest thing that I've ever seen about yeah. the complaint. about anyway, yeah. I saw Turk complain this week uh, from uh, Scrubs. Donald Faison? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, you can get two, uh, or I'm sorry, you can get the DualShock 4 controllers for PS4 for $40. That's also $20 off. And this is, uh, we actually had a friend pulled the two trigger on this. Two. Yeah, we got a couple of PS4 or uh, PSVR deals you can get one with uh two games at two hundred dollars and i think those games are astrobot and moss moss yeah. is gonna be a download astrobot's a physical copy oh you can't get a tetris effect no not no. with that bubble. not with that no, it, you can't okay. pick your games yet just kind of oh it just says two okay i thought it was yeah. like any two games i think like, like cart no. i yeah, want to say yeah, that's what i was thinking no astrobot is like actually the studios owned by sony which is why they can get away with uh bundle on it yeah yeah an actual physical copy yeah <laughs> uh and the other one is 250 dollars, <laughs> and that includes the 
motion controllers as well as two games. That was like what? Super hot and Creed. Yeah. Which I can attest playing it. I can't attest for Creed, but I can attest for, Super uh, hot. Super hot and VR is like dope. Really, really good. Um, Xbox One deals. These are the only deals you need. Xbox One X. You can get for $400 right now at various companies. You can get the Minecraft Creators Bundle of the 1S for $200. So you'll get like Xbox One S along with Minecraft. You can get other Xbox One bundles on the Microsoft <laughs> Store uh, at $70 off. They have ones for Fallout 76, Boo. Battlefield 5. Boo. Man, they really picked the long, the wrong games fall to bundle. <laughs> uh, and other Xbox One S bundles at a discount. Um, and then starting on 1122, so that's, is that Thursday, right? That's Thursday. Uh, you can get your Xbox controllers for $40 at various outlets. I will say in both the places that we talked about controllers, GameStop mm-hmm. already had the Black Friday prices up for all that stuff. Everything oh. in the store was already Yeah, Black like everyone's. That's what I'm saying. Like, that's why to me, Black Friday is just like, it's not as much as what it used to be because everyone now is kind of realized, Hey, outside the door buster stuff, like at the major appliance stores, it's like, just put it up there because yeah. people want to buy things. Um, and then last for Xbox, you can get three months of live for $15. That's $10 off. So I'm trying to think here. I'm not sure why you would do that because it would still be $60 for a year. I think the actual. <laughs> Subscription, the, the year subscription ones are, um, are cheap. And a dollar. No, I've seen them. I think they're, they're on sale for like maybe okay. 39 or 29 or something so like that. So go look. Too. Yeah. Check the Amazons or, or Best Buys and all that. See if you can find one. Nintendo has got a Switch Mario Kart 8 bundle for $300. So you're basically getting Mario Kart for free. A Nintendo 2DS with Super Mario Maker for $80. I'm not sure how much the 2DS goes for. <laughs> the line is that a good. 2DS can do everything except the 3DS can except 3D. <laughs> there you go. Wait, I didn't say that right, but you know what I mean. So <laughs> you can get the, uh, you people, can get people the, people get paid for marketing, you know? Yeah. Like it's, it's I'm tr- ridiculous. I'm trying <laughs> to think. What a joke of a job. <laughs> I'm trying to think right now. How many Labo kits are out now? Total isn't three. Uh, I have no idea. There's like the robot one, the variety one, and I thought they had like a, another one they released that was like a racing one or something. There's a vehicle kit. There's a robot kit. Yeah. Um, there's a variety kit and they recommend out of those two, get the vehicle and the variety. Yeah. So you can get two Labo kits for $99. They usually cost $70 each. So and that's, that's at Best Buy only. That's yeah. Best Buy only. And then for gaming hardware, we got all sorts of headsets out there from Turtle Beach. Looks like they got various ones. Uh, here you go. For those who like Astro, um, there, this is kind of their more mainstream one. That's not, you know, $300. Uh, you can get their A10 gaming headset for $40, so $20 off. That's a pretty good deal for some Astro headsets. Um, you can get some micro SD cards for your Switch that are just 20 bucks. The Steel Series Arctis 7 wireless headset for 115 That's usually about 140 150 yeah. 150 yeah. Something like that. That's how um, numbers work. Um, that's actually not, that's not bad at yeah. all. No. But yeah, there's a lot out there for those who want it. So, uh, Happy shopping to everyone there. Indeed. You guys want to wrap this up? Uh, never.
running mouth from the future. You know, it's funny. John checked out. He didn't say emails. And I'm non-apologetic. I don't, I don't think you should be. It's Casey, I'm going to need you to slide should, back. Should, slide to the left. You should give them like a mailing address so they could send regular mails in, you know, if they wanted to. <laughs> and bombs. Yeah. yeah. I was about to say, why are you trying to get a... Why are you trying, trying to, get, to get you guys killed? Anthrax. Yeah. <laughs> uh, hey, Sean, what's the title of this first email? Electronic emails from the Future. It's from Christian. He wrote it into weeklygameschat at gmail.com. Just like you can. That's weeklygameschat at gmail.com. Christian writes in and says, Hey, Sean, Chris, and John. Two out of three, right? Yep. Uh, I've been catching up on the show recently and just finished listening to the Bowels of Az- Azeroth episode. That's a while ago. That's like that August. Is, that is a- and found myself laughing every five minutes just because John wasn't there. Sorry, Richard. Uh, wow. That's, what does that mean? It, it I think just, because you checked out the whole entire conversation. We, we mentioned you, a, or maybe that. Either, yeah. either you oh, were no, like, yeah, you weren't there. That's and right. We mentioned you a lot, and it was it was funny. It was a good yeah, show. we did. Not to, you know, boast on our own He's stuff. not saying that he laughed of enjoy because I wasn't on the show? I don't, I don't think so. I think he's uh, meant that he doesn't normally laugh that often, but since you weren't there, it was a lot funnier, and therefore I feel better. Now. It, cleared, it, cleared yeah. some, it cleared. It was some because room for, it was Sean and it was because Sean and Josh were on there, and we we had a good time. Yeah, yeah, it's good stuff. Uh, and I'm excited to finish catching up on the rest of the episodes I missed over the Thanksgiving break, at least until the Cowboys play against Chris's Redskins. I was really upset to see the gruesome leg injury that Alex Smith took. Prayers are going out to him. And his family, and I'm really hoping that this doesn't mean the end of his career and he can come back next season. This is football. Move on. Even though he's from a rival team. Well said. There, I don't know how to Christian. tell you this, but uh, we're drafting Will Greer. Uh, <laughs> you guys light up my day every time I listen to you, Richards. I just wanted to thank you for all the hard work you put into making our lives a little bit better. Game on. Your mom's box. Later, guys. P.S. Please tell me if I spelt your names right so I can misspell them next time. Uh, yeah, my name's fine, dude. Don't worry about it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you really, <laughs> you really didn't drop the ball with Sean at all. Um, but thank, in a week of thanks, thank you for listening and, and being so awesome. We appreciate you. That's funny. But week uh, of thanks. Yeah, it's a week of thanks. And he was thanking us. This one in the in the constant saga of John and oh, uh, your nemesis and his nemesis, I don't Rob think from VA. No, they're not. And, and it's, it's funny. Fine, it's funny. He titled the They're best title fine. ever. He titled it Weekly Diablo Chat for you, John. <laughs> Dear John. Oh, John's face <laughs> is great right now. Man, I, the, this is an audio podcast, but John, John's got the Tony Stark on Titan from Infinity War <laughs> look. Just like the. That's a heck of a reference, dude. Uh, <laughs> it's like, coming I like to your Netflix plan, next except month. it sucks. So how about we do this instead? Just the, oh my God. So just just so you know, that's the face that he made, and he, I don't think he was happy the, at all. The best part of this email is that Rob didn't even refer to me and Sean. It nope. just says, Dear, Dear John. John. That's a good movie right, with good... Miley Sarah. Or no, wait. Channing what? Tatum, right? Yeah, Any Chan- in that yeah. one? <laughs> who's, but who's Miley Sirius? I don't know. You're dumb. <laughs> uh, I tend to be long-winded, but I'll address your questions in a succinct What, man- Chris? Sucking? <laughs> succinct, succinct manner. We'll go with that. Succinct. Succinct. So as to not further derail the fine show, I believe you asked me two questions in your reply to my email on last week's show. You did. I remember this. This is why I found hypocritical about your position regarding the backlash for Diablo Immortal. 
from what I gleam, you buy new games at or near full price two to four times a month, which you play, uh, my estimate, a minimum of 10 hours a week of purchase and spend around two hours that week discussing them on the show. Not to mention writing and researching for the new segment and whatever uh, discussions you may have about games that we listeners aren't privy to during the rest of the week. We don't talk about games the rest of the week. Uh, you're clearly, you clearly care a good deal about video games and voice, uh, your often strong opinions about them and the companies who produce them. I think your passion for games along with other, the other hosts is what makes this show a must listen every week, uh, for me. Thank However, you, your comments regarding the immortal backlash seem dismissive of what I believe are very real concerns and valid opinions from a group of people who also care a lot about games. I believe the art question was whether I want Immortal to even exist at all. Honestly, I'd rather it didn't unless you tell me that Blizzard would become financially unable to produce PC console games if it doesn't also start producing mobile games. I think one host of the show this week recited the following quote from Blizzard co-founder Alan Adam. Many of us over the last few years have shifted from playing primarily desktop to playing many hours on mobile, and we have many of our best developers now working on new mobile titles across all of our IPs. That is precisely what I do not want to happen. Uh, note that Adam didn't say we've hired new A-list developers fresh out of school from or from other companies to work on new mobile titles. His statement implies it's not directly stating uh, that Blizzard... Chris, if you just read the words... You want to try that one again? Just read what he His statement implies, if not directly, states that Blizzard has shifted some of its current resources to mobile games. This has concern for... Jesus. This is a concern for... Just read the word on the screen. I'm going to remember this next week. I do just fine, Chris. John's the one that pulls Chris's, not Sean. That's and true. I just, I just made. I've a, seen you both pull Chris I, a few I, times. Fair yeah, enough. Yeah. We don't need counterpoints right now, Casey. Guest of the show. He doesn't know. Where that were I've you been. hiding? <laughs> they doesn't don't matter. know. Doesn't matter. <laughs> they don't know that I've been keeping an analytical chart well, of dude, all their failures. Do you know, how, do you know how much we have to catch up on you? We yeah. have years to catch up on this. Trust me, you're above the trend line. <laughs> <laughs> Good old trend line. This is a concern for me. I'm not sure. Uh, I'm sure it's not a zero sum game, but that quote makes me concerned that more of the B team is assigned to Diablo 4 since some of the A listers are on Immortal now. I feel I'm at least entitled, such a dirty word, I know, uh, to express that concern. To me, what that's what a dislike of Immortal accomplishes. I bet a very, in a very, albeit, small, Chris. Albeit, okay. In a very small way. I don't expect YouTuber or YouTube dislikes in and of themselves to change anything. But then again, look what happened with Battlefront 2 backlash last year. I think you and I both advocate the gamers give feedback in reasonable ways. We just apparently disagree with what constitutes reasonable in, in, or in this instance in content. I'm, or I'm sorry, I'm content if we agree to disagree on the subject. So much for, damn it, I forgot how to pronounce that word. Casey, can you help Chris out? Second. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Succinct. I hate that word. That best uh, re regards. Oh, okay. And game on. Rob from VA. Rob, great email again. 
All right, we're uh, we're like, all gonna go to dinner. John, like, you got like this. <laughs> he's 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 very well spoken. Yeah, he, he makes very good I think, points. I think he yeah. said he's a lawyer, so he's uh, legit. Yeah. Anything now, John? Um, hypocrite implies that I that I am criticizing something on one hand and giving something a pass on the other. That's where I'm kind of asked. It's not that I, you are more than welcome to write again. And I, I just, I'm not sure where you're going with the hypocrite part unless the, my co-host can help clarify that. Well, I'm, I'm a guest host, but I think his point was <laughs> he, the, his impression of what your comment was, was that you were dismissive of people who were passionate about it. Probably like the Doritos basement thing, whatever. And he, he had mentioned, you're passionate about games and he had said something in the, in the previous email and you kind of, I remember last week thinking, Oh, John, that, that came off. Maybe he'll, but whatever. It is what it is. Yeah. Maybe, maybe that's the point where the perceived accurately or not perceived hypocrisy comes in is it's, it sounds like he's taking your comments to sort of like begrudge or belittle people who are passionate, who, who have this passionate reaction. Yeah. To yeah, or Diablo passionate Immortal, disagreement, or but, disagreement, but versus okay. the fact that you are also a passionate gamer. So it seems as if you're, you know, you're calling this group of people out, but you're, and while you might not be behaving in the same way, you are also you are passionate about your things. Maybe yeah. not that specific thing. You're behaving that that way. Just as far it's as like passion for gaming, I guess is what his yeah. his his like they go to you, they go to YouTube and they post dislikes and comments on there. You go on a podcast about games, what you're passionate about, and you basically will sit there and say, I don't like Kojima, and this is why, why, why. You're kind of, in a way, you're both making a negative point to something that you don't like about the industry, right? I guess maybe that's his point. You just have your own your modes of doing such. Yeah, yeah. Okay, I, I took it as I'm not consistent. Hypocrisy in, invokes giving somebody a pass for something like – uh, the Trump administration's a hypocrite because they criticize Hillary using an email server. And today, the news, well, this week, the news broke that the Trump administration is doing the same thing. That's hypocrisy. So I'm just trying to figure out where my hypocrisy is. Saying mm, that passion it, versus passion, I don't know. That's, I'm just, I'm having, I'm struggling with hypocrisy. Right. And, and again, I like, I, I'm not trying to speak for him. No and I'm not trying to speak for you or, or, or I'm not trying to tell you what you are or what you aren't. I just, Based on what he wrote, it seemed like that was his impression. Well, I mean, he accurate, was, look, accurate or not, I, I don't know. But moving, like that's just, yeah. moving on aside from that, he's very he was very candid. He basically said, "I don't want this to exist." Yeah. All right, I mean that that, but and, and with all due respect, that that denotes this is mine. You can't have it. This is mine. This belongs on PC. Um, I'm, I'm wondering how he felt when these things went to consoles. Because when they went to consoles, that legitimized them even further. Um, in fact, console gamers wouldn't have uh, – PC gamers arguably wouldn't have many, many titles on their platform if they didn't sell so well on consoles. And look, we said this five years ago, mobile is the future. Now, it has been slow getting there, but – I don't believe it's the future. I have, it's a future for money in the industry. I mean, it already yeah, it's is never, like, yeah. what was it? It is an like, avenue. Yeah. Like, what it's was it? I want to say it was 2000, is that our 2015 or 2016 when mobile game sales, uh, passed console game sales as far as dollars generated for the industry? Right. Yeah. 
now it might have taken three billion times the amount of games to get there, right? But still, who cares? Like, if you're a company, what do you care if it's, uh, you know, people buying stuff on Candy Crush versus buying a sixty dollar game, right? They don't yeah, care if, if it's yeah, about money's, money's, money's money, money, money right? Yeah. Money's, yeah. money's money. Yeah. Um, to, to that point, I would, I would just respond. Well, yeah, I, I'm going to, I guess, be devil's advocate today, I suppose. Um, the only reason he said he wished the game didn't exist was because the question was asked, do you wish the game exist? So it wasn't like, Hey, I don't think this game should exist. Yeah. So there, there is that. I remember you asking him that directly. Um, yeah, I, that, you remember that's, that that's why I'm okay. responding to it. But also like the reason he thinks that this game shouldn't exist, I think was also further down wherever he's he worried said, about resource, management. about resource. Management. And if anybody's yeah. worried about resource management with blizzard, nobody, he doesn't know anything about blizzard mm-hmm. with all due respect, because blizzard's not even working on this game. They've got maybe three it's or four project company. managers possibly working on this game. But every resource imaginable is committed, and this is the point, is committed to giving you Diablo 4. I would say every resource imaginable is to giving you a new character for Overwatch. Yo, she's so good. She's so good. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, I mean, yeah, it's not that, but again, that's the other side of the concern, right? Well, if it's not Blizzard who's making this, and it's just a studio, and like I said, the, the biggest concern everyone got with this was... It was just a port of a game they'd already made. And it's like, you're saying that my first Diablo game in six years, that you made the, the, the centerpiece of your, your thing that I may have, may not paid to go see is a port with a Diablo skin on a mobile game. And that's all you're giving me. Like that, that was where the criticism, I think, from everyone yeah, on the I'm internet. I'm okay came with being, yeah. I'm okay yeah. with not being happy with it. I'm okay yeah. with being critical of it. I don't know that, I mean, if it, if this call, if, if I'm just, you call me a square, I'm no. not okay with you booing the developers. It's unprofessional. If that makes me a square, if that makes yeah. me boring, but that's not, fine. But they're you not the professionals right to, in the room, though. What? They're not the professionals in the room, though. They're the they're the fans. They're allowed to be unprofessional. Yeah. I just said you have a right. Oh, yeah. I, I apologize. Just, I, was, I just said I, just you're so velvety. I missed just, it too. It's just uh, <laughs> come with just a little bit of being, honey. Yeah. Being right is not a bulletproof vest, and that's I guess that's just what I would say. If you're disappointed, you're probably right. Do you have to boo? I probably yeah, I would have I would have booed. Yeah, that's yeah. the disconnect that you're having with the whole thing because you didn't remember you didn't see. This what? is not about fans reacting to Blizzard. This is about fans Your reacting to Battlefront Two. This is about fans reacting to Konami announcing that Metal Gear Survive game. This is about how gamers react. If we want to start having a conversation in the media where they stop calling us out for being trolls. And man babies and woman babies, maybe we should step it up a little bit too. It's simply a no, call to decency. But that happens everywhere, no. though. Dude, it's not just- at, at Nintendo New York, when the new stuff comes out and you watch the videos of fans, you know how they respond? They're screaming and cheering because the new Mario or the new Zelda game came out. And because we boo all of a sudden, it's not okay. Cheering's yeah. acceptable, but booing's not. Yeah. Like, I don't understand where well, that, it was. I mean, well, I don't understand where that cutoff comes from. Cause like, it's okay to cheer and love it. And Hey, rah, 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 you're the best. But the minute we go boo, because you promised us a Diablo heavy hinting at Diablo four stuff, yada, 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 whatever it is. And then you show us a mobile game at the end. It's yeah. I, kind I, I just, I think there's a, disconnect. Well, a game that denotes spending 60 hours away from your 
from your family to develop. Look, this is just a game. It is. Sure, it's but... It's just a game. To your point there, last year, Last Jedi was just a movie. And... Yeah, and as, and I, as, as, I, remember, as, I'm, as I recall, the like, media collectively scolded us for being child Sure, babies. so if you want to call them hypocritical... To me, I have no problem with people coming out and having that rage. But, I mean, like, it's not something that I think is isolated to just games is what my point is. Like, it exists in a lot of different yeah. – yeah, when All you right. have fandom. You, we're, we're, you I, th- I, think we're, I think we're blurring the line here. But we're not talking about whether he had a right. We're not talking about that. Sure. And I never was. I'm not talking about whether they have a right. No, no. I'm not talking about right here. I'm, I'm talking, talking about, about whether we need to maybe escalate the conversation. And what's more effective, downvoting on a YouTube game or just not buying it? Both, what what fundamentally <laughs> has more? What fundamentally does a company right. listen to? Yeah, voting, you not buying it or downvoting it. Voting with your wallet is the the, the most way, yeah. is the way. But here's the thing: like, and voting, until we that's don't, not the until we way. learn voting, that lesson, what I was going to say: voting with your wallet and downvoting aren't mutually exclusive, though. Like, you can, you can. There are multiple ways to show your dissatisfaction with two things. Can it, be true it's at like the same right time. now. I simply ask which is more effective. You're oh right. yeah, yeah. You're but, you're, you're, right. but you're right. Yeah, voting with your wallet is more effective. Now, if everybody who downvo- downvoted that YouTube video goes out and buys that game, then that that's a different issue. What altogether? Analysts are going to be in a room going, they. A million people didn't like it, but everybody bought it. What do I do with this data? Like it'll confuse them. Like, but- and at that point, <laughs> yeah, then then you could say that you know YouTube dislikes or or trash or yeah. or not a metric that you should look at. But no matter like there there isn't a vote to be made with one's wallet at this point. So the only thing that they have to look at is the fans' reaction, which is less than great yeah, it's and overwhelmingly negative. Yeah, and I That's mean right. I'm not saying that it's. To your point, like gamers have a stereotype that this feeds into. Uh, and so I, I definitely understand where you're coming from as far as that's concerned. Like you could say, uh, to use the term, uh, you know, gamers are toxic, you know, people, you know, everybody, like everything sucks. Like they have no attention span. They want this, this, that right away. And they're on, there's, it's an unpleasable fan base, right? Like that's, and and they're whiny. Like I I get what you're saying. Like, Everybody who knows me thinks I'm a cranky old man. I know that. Right. Hmm. A lot of this perspective probably comes from being a cranky old man. Right. But but all that being said, like and yeah, it's not a good look if you're not in that community. Um, if you're on the outside looking in, it's like, oh man, these people threw a hissy fit because the game that that was released that yeah, was that right. was showed is not the game that they wanted. Well, yeah, that that is those are all interpretively ways to, to, to say that, but it's also a matter of, you know, degrees. Like <laughs> the people in that room, the people who bought a ticket for BlizzCon to sit in that Diablo showcase weren't casual fans. Sure. Like, and that's, and to me, it's that just must excuse it. I'm sorry. No, I no, I'm, no, but, I'm not saying that it excuses oh it, but God. what I'm saying is wow. it's, oh it's incredibly tone deaf on oh Blizzard's part. Uh, and it like, it's a bad move by Blizzard to have done that, one hundred percent. Like no question. What's the what's the venue to show a mobile game? The venue to show a mobile game the would App be. Store. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I think, like, like I said, any, Microsoft any, did it last year, and any, they did it right. They showed you a brand new Gears War game. They showed you a Gears Pop spinoff, and they showed you what a I tactical am, okay. mobile game. I am not convinced that had they not shown. Uh, 
Gears of War, War five, the, the, the official game. I'm not convinced that the fans would have booed and downvoted everything. I think, I think that's an apples and oranges comparison, particularly when we're talking about the biggest PC game among PC gamers. Hey, John, is it I don't think it's the same thing, that's, particularly that's Warcraft, and particularly if you look at what Gears of War sells compared to Diablo. I just don't think that comparison, with all due respect, I don't think that's the right comparison. They would not have booed, and they would have not gotten Maybe not that to, event, because that was a bunch of press. But if that had been... Cheer when they liked yeah, too. but I remember that day when it popped up and that guy came out there, because I was watching with you, we were both like, what? what? You know, and that was our first Fair reaction. enough, but had Todd Howard not shown that blurb of Elder Scrolls, they wouldn't have done anything either, because nobody no. expects it. no. But and they to also expect, got and to expect to expect Diablo for for this early in the game. I don't know why you'd buy a ticket if you thought Diablo four was coming. Because it doesn't make that, sense for it to come out because this year you tease, or to even be announced. I don't think that it was multiple projects from Diablo. That's what they did first. I don't think it was the fact that it wasn't you know the the Diablo four. I don't think that was it was that. I think it was that. I mean, it was part of it, but it was also. You go there, they they hype this up, and, and then they they do backtrack that about a week or two going into it. But but still, like they they hype it up you, to, to the point where we have this exciting Diablo news to where what they say their <laughs> what they view as exciting and what the audience hears are two completely different things. And then not only to have it at BlizzCon, not. not only not fair or not. Not only to have it at BlizzCon, but to have it be at a prime slot, a prime panel slot at at BlizzCon means that it's given like the showcase, like like this is extra. Have this in the afternoon. Have it at like two or three in the afternoon. So what should have been the highlight? What should have probably been literally the, anything, anything say, else at all. <laughs> literally anything else at all. I'm I mean, not even trying to make a joke, but absolutely not that. Absolutely anything else. Make it Overwatch's new character. Make it be any. Make it. Hey, we're just gonna do a recap of Battle for Azeroth. Anything but a mobile game. Anything, and, anything and, but a mobile game. Like I'm not even. This isn't a bit. This isn't joking. Like I'm 100 percent serious. Literally, dude. Anything. And like this is if what they would call an impasse. If if they came through and <laughs> I just, just said, by the way, here's our first teaser for an expansion that's coming in 18 months for World of Warcraft, they would have done it. But I guess I, my I'm, my I'm, point I'm, I'm to this at, is that when I looked at this, I think this is a common thing of people when you're not involved with a group, you see from the other side out, you stop, look at, just stop again. We're, a, again, we're not, not, we're not, can I make my we're point not first? talking about what they did, whether it was wrong or not. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking I'm, about I'm, the I'm reaction. Not talking about that. I'm talking about the fact of when you look at groups and they're, you're not part of them like sports fans, right? Sports fans all day long act like jerks about things that they literally have no control of in their lives. They're entitled to certain things. Like we at Bama, you could make that kind of argument. From I the frequently outside. do. Uh, you look at things like going on, I mean, just this year with the NFL and Nike and those kinds of things. There were big groups of people who complained about that that literally have nothing to do with sports or the NFL. You go into other things like art or whatever, music, I complain all the time. This, to me, was just another case of a group that was very passionate about something complaining. And I totally understand why they're outraged. Does it mean that they have a right to be? I mean, yeah, I guess you do have a right to be outraged and to voice your opinion. It's more of 
should you care what other people think about your outrage or not, or should you just go ahead and voice it? Regardless? And I think it, I think they, like Rob thinks it's weird because you're a host of a video game podcast and you don't see that. I think that's where the disconnect is. And also don't dis- see what, like here's the, why here's you a- don't see that. What happened happened in all your comments you made on what happened. In all I have ever if, said is I just wish gamers would get over it. It is not right, the but, consummation of their lives. But, but that's but all I've that said. Sure that's weird. What? To me, like to me, like if I didn't know you, like a really pithy way of summing up what you're saying to me, like just in my mind would be, <clears> oh, <throat> here's a guy who's berating people who are who are passionate about something reacting in a passionate way. Like, to me, it's like, well, what do you think they're going to do? You know, like, to me, that's what it sounds like or what it could sound. Let me rephrase. It's not what it sounds like to me, but it's what it could sound like. Like, oh, these people like this thing and they're passionate (laughs) about it and had a very emotional reaction to something. How dare they do that? That's that's kind of what it sounds like. And I know that's not what you're saying. We do, too. But that is kind of how it comes across. Maybe. Or maybe I don't see it that way. Maybe I just see you as an old grumpy old man who just don't Possibly. get it. You just don't get it. I probably don't get it. <laughs> but Maybe you know I shouldn't be here. No, don't. What are you I'll doing? I'll see you later. John! <laughs> you know where you could go? You could go to the Ozark. You could go oh. to Netflix and finally watch Ozark. <laughs> Great did, you show. Ozark. did you do a segue for emails? <laughs> Is that really what we do? See what you made them do? God almighty. Hey, you know, it's, it's not a bad It was there and I took it. Hey, it was weekly Diablo chat, like the like like, like, old, like old Rob said. I'm about to so. put this into its <laughs> own episode. Uh, but yeah, Ozark. Man, Ozark. Uh, finally. Dope. Golden writes in and he says, hey guys. What's up, Golden? Haven't ran in for <laughs> Uh, ran in, haven't ran in while due to my busy schedule. Oh That's how it reads. No, it isn't. Haven't ran in, in a while, while due to my okay. busy. If you, everybody's speaking. Yeah. yeah. Jeez. Yeah. Anyways, uh, haven't ran in a while due to my busy schedule and playing catch up with all the sodes. That's short for episodes. Got that one. Huh. Uh, but I heard you talking about the Ozark, so I had to email in. The show is a faster pace breaking bad and has me wanting more. Only two seasons so far, two. Uh, smiley slash face. <laughs> definitively, or oh, I'm sorry, definitely worth a watch if you haven't started <laughs> it yet. Fast paced and easy to get into. Agreed. I look forward to your Fallout 76 review. Well, I know what game you're not getting this fall. Uh, impossible Battlefield 5 review before I buy any games this fall. You can go ahead and just buy the games. You know. <laughs> I haven't played Battlefield Five, but buy that one. <laughs> That's it funny. is finally officially completely out after like this week long release yeah. schedule thing that they thing. Uh, oh, keep it up and game on! <laughs> oh, you bet, Golden. Game on to you, sir. Uh, Sean, I'm not ready for this at all, but it's fine. I'll do it. Um, y'all ready for this? I wanted to thank um, at Tyrannotortis. Uh, Kotaku had actually asked, what are you playing this weekend? And there was a, I believe, a picture of Red Dead 2. Hey. And uh, Tyrannotortis said, the at Weekly Games podcast. And he gave the OK symbol. Chast, huh? Games, this is what we're doing now, game, right? Game, like just everything. Yeah. Games yeah. chat. How's it feel? At the Weekly Games chat podcast. Okay symbol. Um, what else happened? Somebody liked a reply we did. 
Oh, uh, uh, at Brandon, what's your name? Let me make sure I get it right. At Brandon underscore Shin had mentioned that PlayStation is going to skip E3 in 2019. Hey, we talked about uh, that. And then he wanted to know if we had thoughts. And I said, oh, we do have thoughts. And uh, he said, haha, good. And other people like that. So that was that was riveting conversation going on on the Twitters. Um, like I mentioned before the show, at Mario and Lando, I don't think you guys heard this. This was an internal thing. Uh, he says, hey, guys, I've noticed sometimes you, you guys watch a video of the game you're reviewing. Wondering if it's possible to maybe link us those videos so we can see what you're seeing. If not, no problem. Game on, fellas. Uh, that's will, a, that's, that's uh, a we'll great idea. The next time that happens. Yeah, we we didn't realize that that happened, uh, or I guess we did because we were doing it. But we that didn't. was like half the Guacamole episode. Just so you guys know, we didn't we didn't realize you guys didn't watch uh, what we were were doing. Um, at David underscore McClendon uh, wanted to know. Uh, he said, "There's no way this will end badly for Alabama. No way, right? Right." If it does, no though, this guy just nailed it. And that guy was Roland Rivals, uh, who said halftime Citadel 10, Alabama 10, 30 minutes away from one of the all-time great great sports movies hitting theaters in 2025. <laughs> that would have been probably accurate because, you know, Alabama is that good and all that stuff. Just saying. Uh, I'm going to go see if there's any other stories I want to cover. I'm going to check the DMs. Um, there's no DMs, so we're going to go see who followed us. This week and give some follow back. Um, at Shaden Jake. Thank you so much for the follow following you back. That person's verified. You did have one direct message. Oh, I thought I'd already responded to that one. So I'll go back to the direct messages. Chris was right. And at Platinum Twitch. Thank you for the follow following you back. Um, it says I got a thing <laughs> right here. Yeah. You Bravo, gentlemen. It. Yeah. Bravo, gentlemen, bravo. This is from at El Piso Mojado. <laughs> I see you read the read. <laughs> bravo, gentlemen, bravo. A video game podcast over two hours long where the main theme is Tetris. I should preface this with the disclaimer that I absolutely hate Tetris, but, and this is a big but, yeah. Sean did an amazing job with his review of the game. Well, thank you, sir. For I didn't know once. you were going to say that. Uh, and John says for once. Thank you, John. His, 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 his prose was whimsical and, uh, diction. Yeah. Just off the charts. It was akin to listening to Mozart play clarinet concerto live. When I initially thought I was in for the likes of a two hour Ted talk. Sorry, Chris. Hosted, cool. hosted by Helen Keller. Not cool. Where the topic is, why does my butt itch? That's funny. <laughs> Looking forward to the next podcast and game on you beautiful Richards. Game on to you, sir. Thank you for that direct message. You are one of my faves. Um, and I'm sorry that this week was Fallout 76. We AKA, all are. We AKA all are yeah. The best Fallout ever. Thanks, Todd. Howard but you got a free episode of Weekly Diablo chat too. So I feel <laughs> like you're a win-win here. Like, this is like, honestly, like the most interesting back and forth. Like, Whoa. The, like, it's great. This just literally just in. I, I just followed, yeah. I just followed Platinum Everything. He's literally, they're typing right now. This is crazy. Uh, I guess you guys were recording now since I just got that follow back. Huge fan of the show and we'll be emailing in for next week's episode on how much this show has done for me. And then he said guessing with a little, little yeah. thing saying that, you know, he had to fix the word. Brilliant deduction. Yeah. You know, cause he said, I, I, I guess. Right, right. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, you were right, Platinum Twitch. We, we just talked about you and this is going to be cool. And if we could be live, that's how that would happen all the time. Like instant. Yeah. Stuff. Ain't that right, John? 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's it. Chris, tell them where they can find us one more time, sir. Uh, you can find us on iTunes and our podcast services. And you can write us in at weeklygameschat@gmail.com and find us on both Facebook and Twitter also at Weekly Games Chat. If you like the show, subscribe to us and you'll get a new episode every Wednesday, just like this one, the 180th episode. Oh, you guys are getting on up there. Yeah, yeah we are. Thank well, you for being here. Hey, you're over 200. Yeah. You can't talk. And you're like, <laughs> you're like six of this 180, sir. Yeah. Yeah. That's like, uh, remember when I learned percent? that? Yeah. Yeah. I learned that two Some, hours and 35 minutes <laughs> ago. That? Good that's lord. A, that's like, <laughs> what percentage is that, Casey? Yeah, it's like some percentage. Yeah, that's it's, like some it's percent. a percent of something for sure. If while you're there and subscribing to us, they have a review or rating system, give us a review that's and it. drop Keep a it. rating. That's it, Chris. That's Hi. it. Hi. That's it. No, Hi. no, we don't do the thing. You're gonna the, go through all the, the numbers the, the and numbers and double it thing. Like get a flow chart. Like Gemini Christmas. Gemini. <gasps> if you really love us, give us five stars or ten, if that's what the oh high score God, is. If so you tuned do, out. do not like it, subtract one, divide it in two, and then do watch on double it. Thank you. <laughs> that's the universal code for hatred and podcast reviews. Well, right now you're sitting at about four stars, oh, buddy. Jesus. <laughs> <laughs> After this one, yeah, probably so. <laughs> but until then, I will first say thank you, Casey. Thank for you, Casey. Ah, thanks for having me. Thanks for having me. for Casey. Yeah. Yeah, whatever. Uh, he brought us ooey gooey. He's mad because I, I, I challenged him on the Diablo thing. Challenge. I was just Dude, trying to. I was trying to facilitate when he, discussion. When he sat down, this was I thought full that was brilliant. <laughs> of uh, ooey gooey, aka right, aka uh, chess cake. Chess Why cake. do I have a sugar rush? Uh, it's because that thing is basically. <laughs> Why am I sweating? I sugar. feel like I could clean this whole house up. Let's do this. Let's do a Red Bull. Do we do? <laughs> did we do cocaine? <laughs> oh yeah. Oh. You guys don't have drug tests, like do you? <laughs> That's funny. But thank you for real. No, oh, yeah, no, no yeah, guest yeah. has ever brought us. Uh, food, but we have had a fans in this beer, which was amazing. Yeah, that, that sounded pretty cool. That was a yeah. great episode. Um, until next time, I will simply say game on Casey. A uh, game on Chris. Game on Sean. Game on Chris. Game on Casey. And game on John. Game, game on, um, everybody. And game on. Back above. in, dude. Game on I, I didn't Sean. know how to do it. It was like four now. He I'm said like, it what first, happened? and then you say game on Chris, and you could look at me and say game on I'm Sugar sorry. Bear. Whatever I was you call checked me. in. I just got. And then you say, and you, I just, it's been a hard podcast. Been game been on Shawnee. Game on Johnny. Yeah, game on. It's Rob, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah game Rob. on Rob. There you go. Game on Rob. There you go, Rob. Game on. Thank game you for the Penny. discussion. Always great. Yeah. Uh, Penny says game on too, apparently the Casey right now. Uh, you've given, Rob's given me a lot to think about. Maybe I just need to think about this a little bit. There you go. Uh, your mom's box. Peace out, everybody. Bug life. Woo! <laughs> Rick Flair just show up? Yeah, Rick Flair.